0: There, uh, Harry finds his dad sleeping off the green gas hangover, and Simkins comes in to tell him that Strom has been murdered, and the flight suit and the glider are missing. He's like, what? At lunch the next day, MJ flips, and Peter catches her all, uh, catches her and all of her food. And I remember, Tim, was there a moment of trivia where you said they did the shot practically, where he catches the food on the tray?
1: Yeah. Yeah, also, they, I it was that. like a hundred takes or something, but they, that's why it looks the way that it does, which is, like, pretty cool. That
2: her, her hair lost the color of dye because of how long they waited yeah. for filming. Yeah.
3: You, you forget how this movie, like, this movie at the time did have, I think, the most special effects shot of any movie ever made, but it also, like, CG special effects shots, mm-hmm. but it also, like, was right on the edge of when you could do a lot of this stuff believably with CG. Yeah. And so it's surprising in this movie what is and isn't CG a lot of the time.
1: Well, it's funny, too, is with that, how I think that it's all the practical stuff that holds up the least in this, mm-hmm. like, like the, the goblin suits or the way they move and stuff, where the CG is like, hey, right, it, it's actually pretty damn good. I, mean, I will I will disagree with you wholeheartedly I mean, when we get to that point.
3: CG, Peter Parker, climbing Wait,
0: up what, what, at, at oh, the and running. I'll never forget, I'll never forget, I'm sitting there watching Matrix 3, and they cut and it's the part where Neo's swinging the thing around, and it looks like someone hand-drew it. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. This, somehow worse. Somehow worse.
1: But you know what's even worse, though, is, I'm sure we'll catch it later, but the practical version of it, which is just the, the dummy mannequin. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get through Oh, him. yeah.
0: So yeah, yeah, yeah. never yeah. noticed that. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, wow, I never noticed. You have blue eyes. And, and Peter just completely drops the ball here. Yeah, he sure. keeps sticking to his hands, and he finally notices wedding coming out of his wrist, which he accidentally shoots at a tray of food and then pulls it back and slams it in a flash. And this time, Joe Magdalena is like, I'm not going to take any more shit from you, Peter Parker. Uh, but Peter walks away back to his locker.
3: I've gotten shit from you once, and once is enough. I'm not That's taking any more. i is like,
0: Go to detention, all right? I'm the
2: principal here at this school. Look yeah. at me. I'm Do full. you want to talk
3: about who's the undercover cop pretending to be a high schooler? <laughs> it's it's flash Thompson.
1: <laughs> Six foot four. 2.30... <laughs> Thirty-four, mm-hmm. and you just old. starts, and this is the first bout we uh, get. Excuse a me, test.
4: excuse me, Miss Wa- Miss Tompkins, can I be excused to shave? I've only shaved twice <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, so I gotta go pick up.
0: So excuse me, Ms. Thompson, I gotta go pick up my kids and their grandkids <laughs> from fucking school right now. <laughs> That's how old I am. Uh, of course, we get the spider sense scene here, where Boruto Guard is like, oh, he thinks like, oh, and just close up on the eyes, and he a spit-wad with just spit wad, which is so that. unbelievably bad CG going past.
3: But I, I do cool. love it. I love like the the paper the paper plane and all that, and I. Do, I just love this shot as establishing Spider Sense because it's such a hard thing. I mean, before before we had eighteen Spider Man movies and you're the first director that has to show what Spider Sense looks like.
0: Well, it was How always it in the cartoons. Remember in the right. early cartoons, it was always like lightning <laughs> coming <force laughs> out like, yeah, of like, like, oh, right. Yeah, very cool. Yeah.
5: Uh, I like I this. Scene. This
1: scene to me is is uh, emblematic of the movie of when we say it's classic. Like this is one yeah. of those classic scenes where it's like I, it, it's it's cheesy, it's corny, it doesn't hold up in so many ways, but it still really works, and I still really enjoy it.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think for me that's what makes me really love this movie, is the fact that when I think of this movie, I think of it as a collection of moments as opposed to the the, the different parts, which, you know, looking back at it, are pretty messy in a lot of uh, mm-hmm. instances. But when you look at the moments, right, like this moment going into, like, the again, like the um, bone fall stuff into, like, him swinging for the first time into him learning how to be Spider-Man, that's the stuff that makes this movie special. So, like, this, I, this, I feel like, yeah. is one of those iconic special Spider-Man moments. Uh, I think there's.
3: I think that's why we've never. You know, everybody's like, I don't need to see another Spider-Man origin. It's like this movie just fucking nailed it so hard. Exactly.
5: I also.
2: Because don't feel, I, I don't. I feel like it could have been cheesier, and there would have been moments in this sort of establishing moment that make it feel not age as great. But I think what kind of just makes it work, uh, dialogue and writing wise, is just the, Harry, go help him. And which one? Like after yeah. he does the back, after he does a backflip. I think that's like that's a clever line right there, and it doesn't feel there could have been a lot of other takes that they could have done that would have felt really shitty and like, "oof, might have needed another one there." I thought they nailed it right there.
3: Yeah, the way Peter the way Peter acts in this the, the physicality of Peter in this fight is very heightened and stylized and very raimy and and they would never do something like this now. You know, now it would be like he would just more subtly do this and he wouldn't do front flips and back flips and all this shit, but I think this scene still works. You know, it's heightened, but it still works.
0: I do, and I and I like it. Right, I like the the slow motion. Like, and granted, it's coronavirus. Like, looking at it, but as the as the punch goes past, he goes, oh, yeah, gives that look. It, it sells the fact that he can do these things. He can do because he moves so fast and has yeah. these reflexes that are so fast that everyone else seems like they're moving slowly. And uh,
3: he and, and and it does that look that he does sells that he is also surprised by it. Right. And this is more reflexive now than anything else. Yes.
0: And then, of course, uh, we cut back, and Joe Manganiello just throwing hands at Peter. Oh, my right. God. To the I point love where I'd be I like,
3: how much he was throwing
5: hands.
0: Dude, he's throwing. To the point where I'd be like, This somebody needs a call. With security, like security, because this is going to murder yeah. Peter. Parker. Call the FBI. Like yeah. we need we need armed
4: forces here to
2: yeah.
0: stop
3: a this
2: fucking adult superhero. A
3: thirty year old MMA fighter has <laughs> snuck into Midtown High. <laughs> what, what are we gonna do? He's
0: wearing, wearing a leather hat.
3: wrist cuff and a wallet chain. He's in trouble. <laughs> he has <laughs> so much
0: gel in his hair. I can't even. It <laughs> what might what? be a, it might be a flammable issue. <laughs> uh, of course, Peter does like, like a quadruple flip over him. At which point, I'd be like, I'm gonna remember that. I'm Gonna remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not. That's not something yeah. a human being can do. Um, oh, and then I then Peter Spider-Man is. Exactly. And then Peter one-punches him down the fucking hallway. And this is the point where I I turn a corner on, on the kids in the school. Because up to this point, I'm like, Peter is a fucking – he's supposed to be a dork, right? Everyone picks on him because, you know, he's a dork or whatever. But then everyone – after he beats Flash, a person that – if I was seeing these two fight, I'd be like, this dude's going to murder Peter Parker, right? I'd be scared for Peter. Peter beats him. Everyone turns on Peter and goes – what the fuck, Peter? And I think I say to myself, maybe Peter's the good one, and everyone else in this school sucks because nobody Peter, came to help him. And everyone fucking weird. Yeah, I'm like, are you? i I'd be like, dude, good job. You didn't beat that dude's ass.
3: Peter, like, we let Flash Thompson hit all of us.
0: Whoever he wants. Because <laughs> <Flash, laughs> that's, that's the way it goes. Exactly.
3: <laughs> what are you doing, Peter? You know how we do
0: things. And she's like, later she's like, you scared us, Peter. I'm like, you were scared. Just do twice as tall as me. Anyway, Peter runs off and discovers he has little hairs growing out of his fingers and he's like, Maybe well, I'll try not. climbing walls with these and then we get uh the shot of him climbing the wall for the first time and he Good goes to the, Which, to which do it. How's it look? Wall. Okay.
4: So good. <laughs>
3: so good. So good. Here's what I'll say. They, they famously hired a bunch of Cirque du Soleil acrobats to be Spider-Man when Spider-Man is in the suit. Um, and Toby trained with them. And I want to give Toby the benefit of the doubt and say, maybe this was pre-training. It <laughs> is a little. He's he's doing yeah, like he's this. doing like Spider Man from the comics. You know he's doing a very Todd McFarlane. I'm only resting on my fingertips mm-hmm. and stuff. It do look a little odd. <laughs> he do look he do look a little bit like somebody was like pretend to be a, a, a delicate poodle.
0: No, you know what? It remind me of. It's like a cat pawing at something for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand the thing.
3: Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, that motivation is cool. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Is this how I do it? This is crazy. This is weird. But um, somebody watching the monitor should have told Toby that, like, maybe –
4: I don't know. Well, you, you, so you can, can go a little palms. more aggressive, about it, You
3: can go full palms, or maybe change the look in your eyes, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you change your face. Change <laughs> your face.
4: Change <laughs> <I mean, laughs> face.
3: But I think the rest of this scene is. But I think the rest of this is so good, though, and that's the yeah. thing. Is like, it looks weird and it ages a little weird, but uh, God, the, just that moment of, oh, my God, I'm doing the thing. I'm of doing course, the
0: thing. He he manages to get up to the roof. Where then he looks over and he's like, "Huh?" and he tries to coax the webbing out of his wrists with a, uh, a barrage of catchphrases, not the least of which is "Shazam!" Yep, he says yeah, "Shazam!" in there.
3: Up and on. it's like, cut
0: away. It's like we, we almost got. It. We almost got. It. We almost. We Sam Raimi like understood comics to a certain point, did not quite grasp the the clear delineating line between DC and Marvel at this point, but really, now, him, who did? Can
3: can I say? I'm pro-organic web shooters.
1: Me too. Thank you, Carboni. In, this, this, side in of this story,
3: in this universe, it's gross. it makes sense because... <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> well, it's <yeah>, gross. <laughs> it it's is fucking gross. gross. It, it is, gross. is disgusting. That's <laughs> Sam Raimi. Everything we see, remember, like, when we see how he sticks to the wall, it's these terrifying little, you know, things it's that gross. come out of his... Yeah. yeah. Sam Raimi is embracing how horrific it is, like... Sam Raimi watched every version of The Fly because he's Mm -hmm. Sam Raimi 100,000 times. He's like, this is the movie I'm making. But the reason I like organic web shooters here in a non-MCU setting is this is not a world of super science. This is a timeless, sort of stuck-in-the-80s New York. And if Peter Parker had created these web shooters, Peter Parker's family would not be poor (laughs) in this universe. Uh, Peter Parker could have sold that technology to 3M or the military or his best friend Harry's dad like any of this stuff could have happened this is a kid who is pretty smart at science because he's the nephew of an electrical engineer and so in this I don't mind organic web shooters in the MCU I like super scientific Peter Parker who creates his web shooters but if you're not doing the rest of the Marvel universe I think this is fine
2: it could be for me that it, it could be that Toby Maguire is more dorky as Peter Parker than Tom Holland is. But in this movie, I see Toby Maguire. I think it's established really well that he is really smart and he's talking to Norman Osborn, and Norman Osborne's like, God dang, you read that shit? Awesome, that's fucking really impressive. And he knows about spiders, and I think it's it I think it's pretty well shown that he's a smart dude. I would have loved for it to have been like oh, my God, like, I'm splattering out, like, fucking shit out of here. How can I harness this into, like, a, a solid stream of something, you know, like...
3: In the original like James Cameron draft, he does that. He has really? uncontrollable... Yeah, and the spider and the, the web shooter actually protrudes. It's even more horrific in the original James Cameron draft. But it protrudes out of his wrist, when oh. so he creates the web shooters to actually focus the yeah, web spread. Solid and so like, stream. Yeah, so something like, like, I get what you're saying, and, buddy, you're kind of like James Cameron.
0: Wow. <laughs> you always call Andy the and James Cameron, okay? You all hear that? I'll uh, really do. Iconic, I do
5: love how iconic the organic web shooters are, because that gave birth to this hand motion right here, of, like, you know, pushing in your fingers.
2: You push down you. on the sweet spot of your palm. That's, yeah. That's makes like it, the juice pop out. Yeah, to make oh. it great. We've done that oh. in the comics,
3: because in the oh, comics, so the they, drew, they drew the trigger right here. Yeah, yeah. that was But well, I do well. love that we see... and. It's so Sam Raimi that the part that it comes out of looks like the cartoon Spider-Man web. Yeah. Like when you see it, it's drawn mm-hmm. to look like the webbing on his costume. But anyway, I just wanted to say, pro-organic web shooters in this house. Okay. There you go. Uh,
0: of course, he tries. He finally gets uh, gets a hold of one and tries his first web swing for the first time and smashes into uh, what I can only assume is a billboard advertisement for drunk driving. I'm not sure what this is for, but it looks like a woman's having a real good time after just had a couple off the yeah. car. Anyway, uh Peter heads home and has of course unfortunately up. missed the painting the process. He hears MJ's parents fighting next door when he takes up the trash, MJ is there. She's like, hey, you bet you heard that, huh? He's like, Yeah, well the whole neighborhood heard that and she's and he's like my Uncle Ben and Aunt May used to fight before they got super old. Now they can't even make it up the stairs. Peter wants to move into the city. And then they start talking about what they're going to do after graduation. Peter's like, I'm going to move into the city and get a job as a photographer and work my way through college. And she's like, I want to be a famous stage actor. And Peter tells her, that's perfect. You were awesome in all the school plays. I cried like a baby when you played Cinderella. She says, Peter, that was the first grade. And he's like, well, sometimes you yeah. just know. At this point, she has a little bit of max. I'm not quite sure what. Sometimes
3: she well, jumps in and out. Okay. you know Andy
0: when you fell out how he Mr. Miyagi Mr. Miyagi to go Biaggi, Mr. Hey, Mr. <laughs> One gold Broadway I, uh, I do want to
3: mention this whole scene was rewritten on the spot by Sam Rainey, Toby Maguire and they don't they do not mention Kirsten Dunst being part of that process um but they apparently there was a completely different scene that didn't work at all and like real late at night they wrote this scene because they felt like there was no Connection between Peter and MJ yet, and they really wanted to have that. This
1: is the connection. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, sorry,
0: taking out the trash. Uh, she yeah. says, "He's like Peter. That was first grade." He says sometimes you know, you just know people. You can see what's coming. And she says, "What are? What do you see coming for you?" And he goes, "I don't know. Probably Sea Biscuit or cider House Rules. Not sure which mm-hmm. one came first. I like uh, how
2: Nick repeats her line to get back into it, and still says Peter. <laughs> <She> Peter. <laughs>
0: And he's just a weird part. Like, Kristen has this fun mannerism where she does this a lot, where she kind of, like, shrugs her shoulders. She's like, Peter, it's fine. And you're like, all right, well. And <laughs> so he says does
1: that. You. And he says that, like, oh, Nick, Nick does it. And he just, without even saying it, still does the same motion <laughs> Nick Allen does when he gets into character.
3: Anyway. I love it because sometimes it's a New York accent, and sometimes she's doing, like, the transatlantic classic Catherine Hepburn accent. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Peter, yeah, yeah definitely. I'm going to move to the city and become a great actor, Peter. And it's
4: just like, uh, which one are you?
0: Yeah, where are we? Where are we? I haven't seen an accent this egregious since frickin' Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, Anyway, it doesn't matter, because guess who pulls up in his PT cruiser outside, flash tops, and he's like, we're to see my birthday present. And MJ, in the most, like, tone-deaf sequence, goes from, like, having this... Endearing moment to Cool car. <laughs> he just runs away from Peter. and jumps in the back of it. He's like, "Don't hey, you leather. You're gonna scratch it." And I said, "Hey babe,
2: who's who's that back there? Ah, some fucking loser. Like that's yeah, needed in this sequence. <laughs> yeah, right. Drive me off in
3: your dad car for dad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, Peter decides. He's like, yeah, "This is it. You know what's going to be the way to a woman's heart? Uh, blessing." wheels. you got to get a cool set of wheels. But first, I'm going to need some cash. So I do what everyone else would obviously do, go to an amateur wrestling competition that looks a little bit more like an amateur MMA cage fight because people are getting their legs broken a lot. And
3: and also doesn't look very amateur at all. They have a really great setup for the amateur value. Good lord.
0: Last time Greg went to one of those AWC, whatever the hell they were, it was like in a ballroom of a Marriott. And there was no lighting and it smelled funky. This is like this is a two to three million dollar production. Here, these people tour.
3: There is something. There is something funny about, like the very high school thing of like I got to get a cool car to impress a girl, and this is yeah. how I'm going to become Spider Man. But it's it, yeah. it's antiquated, but it does sort of sit with the rainy thing, you know. But
0: it's weird because like it does, but it doesn't because it's yeah. one of those things like you live in New York, you don't have a car. Like I guess Why would you September? get a car in New York? <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do? You're gonna graduate. Your job. You just finished telling me I want
3: to move to Manhattan
0: and yeah. be a photographer. You don't need a car there, but I gonna, this is what: I it's going to be
3: seven hundred dollars a month for a parking spot for yeah. your car, Peter Parker. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to be more a than nice car. You. You have
0: to sleep in your car. It's going to be more than your apartment.
3: You're going to uh, park it at your aunt's house in Queens. What are you going to do with this car, Peter Parker? <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Why don't you buy a digital camera? It's two thousand two.
0: you yeah. are going to um, spend your money? Perfect. Uh, of course, like, before I go to this wrestling thing, I need a suit. And we're going to need, if you want a suit, Tim, we're going to need a montage. And this is Peter making the suit, drawing the suit. And, man, I'll tell you what, spot on Spider-Man this kid could draw. Just spot on. Uh, then we yeah, get a reference. Great. Yeah, he had a lot of reference to John. <laughs> he was like, hey, I like the Spider-Man character. But I here. do know that
3: you see, like, the very complex. I think there's something funny. I don't know whether this was meant to be or not. But I like that he draws the very complicated suit, and then we still just get the spray-painted sweatsuit. I like, I think that. that's funny. He's like, here's my plans. And here's what I can do before I get to Midtown tonight. Yes,
0: yeah, I I, I do love that comedic beat because I think that definitely works. But then it also sets up the what is not necessarily needed to be explained. But I do wonder, like, how did you get from no, that the to the suit? Because yeah. in the MCU, we get a suit that makes sense because I always is a tool, yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. But anyway, uh, before we get to that, we get to my favorite scene where he's like, "I should probably practice." With my web slingers, my web, my web shooters, right? I'm just gonna do that by shooting it all over my room at random things and tying everything up in a big web. And then when Aunt May, rightfully so, knocks on the door, he was like, Aunt May, give me some privacy, dang girl. Like I, I'm exercising and I'm not dressed. And she's like, I can see you wearing a fucking t-shirt. Why did you shoot shit all over your room? <laughs> this has had to have been. A low key like commentary on puberty, right? Like i in,
3: in the Cameron draft, it was a legitimate masturbation joke. It was a legitimate you have caught me masturbating. Yeah. And they toned it down they toned it down for the Raimi one, but it's still there. Like he snuck he snuck it in the best he could.
1: Of oh, course.
0: Uh, over in the mansion, Norman here's the goblin laughing in his the mansion. Uh, then we get we have Peter heading down. Uh, to the library, and Uncle Ben's like, I'm going to drive you because we need to catch up. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. He's like, no, 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 we can have a little chat. Anyway, he's like, they they pull up to the library, and he's like, listen, you're doing all sorts of weird shit and experiments, and you're just not the person that we thought you were. And he goes, like, you're starting fights and stuff. I did I didn't start that fight. And then Ben says, yeah, but you sure finished it, didn't you? And again, I would have been like this, 6'4", 230, I'm 5'8". What do you get? Like, I defended myself. Are you kidding me here? The, the, but then, of course, we get the iconic line where he's like, He's like that guy Flash probably deserved it, but just because you can beat him up doesn't mean you should. With great power comes great responsibility. And then Peter immediately goes, "You're not my dad." He's like, "All right, well, you're right. I'll pick you up here at ten." So him.
3: heartbreaking. This moment was heartbreaking. This moment yeah. was heartbreaking, especially like even so the first reacted. time I saw Yeah, I mean, fucking Cliff Robertson, man. Like he he gets so crestfallen when Peter says that to him. You know, you see it in his face. He he he's just like, going, so "Well." I'm trying, and like as a comic book fan watching this movie for the first time, I was like, it hits double hard because you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is here we are, 20 years later, and it still does. It's like they it it this worked, this worked mm-hmm. very very well.
0: Uh, Peter heads to the amateur wrestling match where saw is destroying a man, and we get. Uh, what I think is a great staple of the Sam Raimi Spider Man verse, which is uh, the the first Bruce Campbell cameo here, playing the announcer, uh, yeah. who lays out the rules. He's like three thousand dollars for three minutes in the ring with bone saw. And then uh, Peter, we cut back to backstage where Peter is registering with Octavia Spencer, who is the random cameo in this movie. Of course what ought to do amazing things is uh, is still acting to this day. Uh she says, Are you ready He's, he says uh, he heads down the ring. Uh, are you ready for the next match is what Bruce Campbell says. And Bonesaw says what, Andy?
4: I got you for three minutes.
0: No, before he says that he goes well he does say that, which is amazing, but he goes, the the boat rage. I want to call out the cartoon
3: the Looney Tunes ass moment of Peter walking to the walking to the thing and seeing like the guy on the stretcher going like oh god my legs yeah. Yeah. Says, I can't
0: feel my legs and with the guy said I'm like oh that's a little intense for children. Of course the guy says, Hey kid, what's your name? And he says, Ah, the human spider but Bruce Cowell fucking knows better. He goes, The sum of three thousand dollars will be paid to the terrifying, the deadly, the amazing Spider-Man.
4: So right, let's go!
0: Great moment, and then of course broken up man. and it reveals that uh, that Peter has the ultimate DIY suit, and it's hilarious, and I love it. Uh, Peter enters the ring, and they lower the cage and lock it around him. He's like, and then this is where Bone says, "Hey, freak show, you're going nowhere. I got you for three minutes, three minutes of playtime. time." And then uh, Peter throws some. <laughs> Very homophobic light and it was just you.
4: Did your have been that to
0: you? To which I'm like, okay, so that that one didn't age well at all.
5: Did not. No, unfortunately. Greg, uh, Greg
2: last time always he last time we did this review brought up that meme that went really viral a couple of years ago really? of. Uh, of like yeah, actually my husband did give it to me. We live a great yeah. life. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh I
3: love that. <laughs> That's Funny. my favorite bit. It's like yes, he did. We're <laughs> <laughs> very much in <that> love. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, of course, this fight seems great. Peter kicks bonesaw's ass uh, pretty heavily, and is declared winner. Uh, people start shouting Spider Man, Spider Man, and then I think at one point someone says like something something Spider Man. Like you kind of get the cadence of of the original Spider-Man song, in the, mm-hmm. the chance here, which I thought was a fun little touch. But when he goes to collect his money, of course, the guy stiffs him. He's like, the deal was for $3,000, three minutes, and you pinned him in two. And I'm like, what? Anyway, he goes, I need that money. And the guy goes, I missed the part where that's my problem. Of course, it's Peter Lee's uh, dude with a, with a frosted hairdo, which is why to this day I don't trust people with frosted hair hairdos, uh, mm-hmm. walks in and just immediately robs the promoter. But he runs right by Peter, and Peter's like, hey, go for it. I don't give a shit. And the guy goes, hey, man, you could have taken that guy apart. Now he's getting away with my money. And Peter says, I missed the part where that's my problem.
3: I want to call also, out we two a gun. things.
0: Also, he had a gun. Exactly, and, right?
3: Like, I mean, would have shot me. Like, yeah, you, I, I want to call out two things. I want to call out the cop going, like, you could have done something. And, like, no, dude, that was an armed robber. An Shut up, robber. NYPD. Yeah. Do something. And Excuse then me. number two. Uh, the just the melodramaticness of this entire scene the robber's running Peter slowly (laughs) stage steps out of the way the robber takes time to go hey thanks Peter Parker for doing this yeah for me a robber remember my face Mm -hmm. and then the door closes I'm just like and then we hang on Peter's smirk at the end of this scene like he's gonna be evil yeah, as, like, fucking violins play a spooky chord. I'm just yeah. like, I understand the importance of this scene, and I understand Sam Raimi. I will defend Sam Raimi until my death. But you either need this scene directed the way it was or Peter's black-and-white flashback that happens three minutes from now I don't know that you need to tell them both so yeah. hard. Oh, my
5: God. Yeah.
2: It's <laughs> not because they double down on the slow-mo. Hey, thanks a
4: lot, buddy.
3: It's a different take. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so a different weird. Weird. <laughs> take where the guy, like, practically shakes Peter's hand in yeah. slow motion and shit. <laughs>
5: This so city's proud of it. <laughs> to have you <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> okay, the, the percentage also kind of piss me off, like the you know you i owe you three thousand dollars, but you only wrestled for two here's two hundred bucks, and it's like no, that's t- that's two thousand dollars bro, like curve uh, will be draining yeah, off. yeah there's yeah. yeah, a wild curve right
3: there. There's a there's a, just a theme in this movie of Peter Parker being handed $200 by people who owe him way more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, of course, Peter leaves and runs. When he gets back up uh, to the world, he runs into a big crowd that's surrounding someone. Uh, a man's been shot by a carjacker. As Peter pushes through, he realizes that man is, in fact, Uncle Ben. And he goes, oh, no, Uncle Ben. And Uncle Ben, just a bang-up performance here uh, by this actor. He just looks at Peter <laughs> <laughs> he, he goes like this. And he goes like this. He goes like this. Goes like, this. like, Peter, Peter, hide my porn. Hide my porn, Peter.
1: <laughs> and then he dies.
3: Nicholas, not like know? that at all. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> no! This is a beautiful Nick Scarpino, no!
4: Peter, you know, no! It cuts, a
0: over, it cuts over to McGuire, and it's just ugly crying Toby Maguire yes and, it, it is it's one of those things where I'm like alright Toby, that's, that's 100% let's back this off to 10% give me one man tear that just goes down <laughs> you
3: are <laughs> son of a bitch bastard Nicholas Scarpino <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely not, not.
0: You every orifice in, in Toby Maguire here it's years you away
3: move along okay. you move along because this moment is fucking beautiful and 20 years later as I'm an older as an older person with even more empathy this hit me even harder and you are a mean man Oh, there I a mean
2: man. What you need to understand is Nick got it so atrociously bad the first time, yeah. <laughs> and when he repeats it, he thinks he's getting closer, but it's just like it's still as bad. But for the first time to be Peter,
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: why do you Joe from Family I'm going to see Peter. Hey Peter, <laughs> All right, we're done with that. Ben dies. into that.
0: the sea. That's fine. That the comment section will do that for me. Uh, one of the cops proclaims, "He's like, hey, they got the shooter. He's headed southbound in, in Uncle Ben's car." And Peter's like, "I don't know what I have to do." And he takes off down the an alleyway and suits up. And suddenly, this turns into CG cartoon. At Peter as he climbs the building. This is the this is a this is the bad part here. Um, Get yeah, this is like the thing
2: you get before the PS1 game, like the, yeah. uh, just like a quick cool.
0: little cut of it. Just, it's like, bad. It's really bad. But. I like the scene. I like when he swings over and he finds the car and he swings over and he lands on the roof. All the practical stuff on this, I think, works pretty well, uh, including him jumping onto the other car. I I, don't, I, I like the uh, the shots where he's like, oh, shit, something's on my roof and just immediately unloads and <laughs> kind of dodges him. Then he jumps over to the truck, and then he has to jump over the bridge as it comes uh, toward him, lest he smash into it. Uh, finally, of course, the scene uh, takes them to an abandoned warehouse where Spider-Man sp- stalks this dude. Uh, we get the iconic shot of him coming down... Upside down. This
3: is yeah. Sam Raimi fucking horror movie directing. I want you to go back. Do you know what Sam Raimi did when he thought he was never gonna direct a superhero movie? He made Darkman starring Liam Neeson. And I want you to go back and I want you to watch the movie fucking Darkman. And I want you to see this is some like horror 90s action spooky. You're afraid for this robber in yeah. this in this warehouse. You're like Peter Parker is gonna kill this guy. Yeah. There's another moment I love this.
1: I love him swinging through the streets, like him really, like kind of committing of like. Uh, we earlier see him do the first swing, whatever, but this is like I gotta fucking do it. I gotta chase this guy, mm-hmm. and I love it. Like there's actual tension. There's like it's it's believable. Like I believe in Toad Maguire for the first time, and yeah, it being dark and scary, him kind of stalking the warehouse. Like I really like this.
0: Uh, of course the guy gets a beat on him and he tries to pull the gun on him, but Peter's too fast. Grabs his wrist, snaps it, so and good. then. The guy accidentally, on purpose, trips and gets thrown out of the window to his death below. Um, yeah, this is an interesting um, scene here. I'm like, I think Peter killed this guy. I think he yeah, did. Yeah,
3: and it and it's good. It's good motivation for the uh, Spider-Man threat, you know, threat or menace, like hero or you know what I mean. And right. we we at least get some good motivation for that. So when Spider-Man starts doing stuff, there's a reason why people have this like anti-Spider-Man sentiment a little bit.
0: I forgot the whole point of the scene, of course, was that as the light shines in this guy's face, he realizes it is, in fact, the guy that he wants go uh, at the robbery. And hey, this guy's got my money. Do you think yeah. at one point he was like, I'm going to just swing down? Just, okay, yeah. just, <laughs> <laughs> and i don't need to push
3: him, but I don't need to help him. I can well, just.
0: Just, take. let me just take that money out. Here. Yeah. Just you know what I mean, Sam. They can't see it. They can't see it. Uh, anyway, the guy dies, and it was like, oh my god, that spider guy just killed that guy. Peter cries on the giant gargoyle, and then heads home to tell Aunt May what happened, and the poor woman is beside herself. Thankfully, so this is the oh. most stressful thing she'll have to endure in this movie.
3: Rosemary uh, Harris. This is a this is a dialogue free scene. They are mostly in the background of the frame, and this is why uh, this is why Sam Raimi was so brilliant to hire these old school Hollywood character and theatrical actors. Fuck your heart breaks for Rosemary Harris. There's there is really actually
0: extended sequence where she says, What were Ben's last words? And he goes, Uh, it sounded kind of like the
3: no, no, we're moving forward. You're not allowed to do that. I'm <laughs> not to do that. You're not allowed to do that. No,
5: Nick, please stop. You're not allowed to
3: do that to Uncle Ben.
5: I, I legit was
2: choking <laughs> on my soda the last time you did it. I, I not, allowed,
3: not on my watch. I don't think you're funny or clever, Scarf. You know?
0: Nobody does. I think everybody. you're a mean
3: man. Nobody, everyone
0: thinks, that. I, think thinks you're a mean,
3: that. I think you're a mean old man making fun of a nice old man. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> uh, we cut over to the exoskeleton test, and everyone realizes that this suit looks a lot like the one from interspace, especially Green Goblin, who laughs mm-hmm. as he blows everyone to kingdom come. And I like this cool little comic book he dissolved here as the shrapnel dissolves into graduation caps. Change is in the air. Yeah.
3: Peter and Harry have graduated and gotten the budget Using the inner space suit is cool because it kind of looks like this classic Spider-Man comic where J. Jonah Jameson creates an armor that he's not actually in; it's just his face being projected. Mm-hmm. It's like the first, it's like the Silver Age Spider Slayer armor, and it looks just like that except it has tentacles that come out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Are they sort of reusing the inner space armor, but sort of making a reference? No, they're just—they don't have enough money. They're using."
0: Uh, He said up here that, of course, they graduated, and Peter, uh, Harry's like, good news, we got that place in the city, my dad's going to pay for it, like a pro maneuver. and she of course, just has a quick little, uh, like, kind of aside with flash where she breaks up with him, and Harry's like, oh, good to know. And then Peter and Aunt May have a good old heart-to-heart and about Uncle Ben, he's like, I said some bad shit to him right before he died. And she goes, listen, he loved you. He never doubted the man you grow into, uh, how you were meant for great things. You won't disappoint him. Now, get out there and make... Mana some honey.
2: What did you say before he died? Well, he said my name really weird and looked at me weird. So I was like, hey, why are you saying it like that? Because he was like, Why are you, jump-
3: why are you <laughs> jumping on this train? Why are you <laughs> jumping on this bandwagon? This <laughs> is <laughs> just you to understand why what are are you doing, this?
0: They're on my side. They just I, they just don't have the courage to say these <laughs> things. No, I because, a, whole-
3: because there, are, there are kind-hearted people here in front of them now, and so they're afraid to bully. They're afraid no. to be bullies <laughs> Because I'm no. not going to give them the feedback that they want. Yeah, I hate
2: Nick's impression of it. I've always been more of a, <laughs> <laughs> like, if it's is a little bit more hairy, you got to be more breathy with it. Uh,
3: I'll throw you both into the sea. I also I also do want to point out this moment of, like, real good, real good Harry Osborn characterization where, like, Norman shakes his hand and goes, I never thought you'd do it. Congratulations. And then immediately goes to praise Peter and say, like, yeah. hey, Peter, I'm sorry you're having a hard time. And Harry Osborn, fucking narcissistic prick that he is, is like, my daddy is talking to my friend. Yep. I'm going to go hit on his, his lady that he likes. Mm-hmm, like, you mm-hmm. get that scene, and you're just like, man, fuck
5: you, Harry. And yeah, this is where I was like, he and I are friends. <laughs> friends he, Harry doesn't seem like a friend. He seems oh. like he's stabbing your back more than he, he has. Your well, back we have, He and I we got, got
3: a, a lot of choice. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah. We often have to like, do oh, like do Harry's the Harry Harry cool you. kid. Like, how does, how does he land Harry as a friend? Like, wow, where's the.
3: I think they, we get the feeling that Harry is a fuck up. And nobody at Midtown High likes him, probably because he is rich and a fuck-up.
4: And right, everybody yeah. at
3: Midtown High is, like, very working class, and so they're kind of like, fuck you, Harry Osborn.
0: Yeah. yeah. They, also, they set up in a deleted scene also that it's, it goes Mary Jane's house, Peter's house, Harry's house right next door. The camera just pans over, and they yeah, actually... Yeah, have, it's, a, it's, it's a fucking house, mansion.
3: So. Yeah. Like, it's like it's, fucking railroad yeah. apartment, railroad apartment, spooky mansion on the yeah. hill in Queens.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. Peter, of course, remembers Uncle Ben's parting words. With great power comes great responsibility, and he goes back to the drawing board on his costume, and man... Second time's a charm. He just knocked this thing out. And we get a montage of him dating people all al- around
1: town. Fuck yes, we and do. Him. And look, it's corny. It has a lot of bad moments. But this is where we get the look, right, Nick? Where he can walk by and, like, does the thing. All of that is, like, a, I fucking love it, though. I love the key question mark, like, looking at, like, the build up, the hype, like, as yeah. we're talking about it. it. This is quintessentially Spider-Man, and I, I really think they did a good job with it.
3: They uh, could have. They could have just added something. Because this is not a documentary. This is a weird thing that Sam Raimi's doing where it's like, it's very like, and now we're doing like this cinema verite. People on the street are talking to the camera about Spider-Man. You could just add like an Action 5 News thing to it yeah. and, re- and really make it motivated in the world. But like Sam Raimi doesn't need to motivate things in reality. <laughs> Sam Raimi says, and now in this movie, the people of New York are talking to you, the viewer at
0: home. Yep.
3: And, I and I still love that. like it. I still like it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's weird that there's one of those people that always stands up, I'm like, is that Jim Norton? It is. Yeah, it's, it's Jim Canadian Norton Jim Lucy Norton Lawless error. is there? Yeah. Lucy Lawless is the one that has the worst live ever. She's like, yeah. guy with eight arms sounds pretty hot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh God, it's so bad. Like, Andy, you said something to ask Should Should we bring this up now? Please.
2: I, I, I would love to. Um, if, if Barrett can bring it up. The, um, it's time stamped perfectly, it should be. Because I don't know if we could recreate the humor in it Um, and this is the moment where he starts making the suit and designing the suit and we get the amazing montage of the city so I think if we all just kind of like maybe not laugh too hard over because this this will make me laugh every time
0: okay but it gives Peter the idea, you know what chicks dig, you know what MJ digs, cars. cars. Gets the newspaper, because this movie's old, and starts looking through the cars And there. We're getting a lot of fucking, These I don't fucking even call them, montage elves.
1: Why are we getting so much of No, no but oh, it, it, no, it's always, no, no, it's, it's not much. even that, though.
0: When we get to the Spider-Man one, where it's like, weird spider guy swings, saves robbery. It's just a shot, like an odd <laughs> <out laughs> shot. like... <laughs>
4: No, it's in the mouse-touch. No, remember, remember, dude? no. It I'm aware. aware. Like, I know totally. It's small images of paper new- <laughs> articles, and then it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's totally aware, looking up at it <laughs> <laughs> as if it's as if it's a fucking newscast. I love It gets me every time. It gets me every time, and the
2: rest of. The rest uh, of it, we keep on going and keep on going with the plot, and I am still breaking down, remembering what had just
6: happened. He <laughs> looks horrible. right
3: at you. He <laughs> looks right at you like he's ashamed of being caught. He's got he so so this weird. look in his eye like, oh, shit, you're there. <laughs> Almost like he's going to do a Santa Claus, like, finger to his lips like it's our oh. <laughs> <laughs> So bad. It's, it's
0: so bad. <laughs> so
3: bad. So bad. Anyway. So bad. Yeah. Like... <laughs> and then he puts Incredible. it on, and then he goes up the chimney. It ruins such a <laughs> clatter. But I, I still love it. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I, it's, it's. Should they have maybe done two of those, and picked the better one? Like
0: a better take? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe know, it's, it's definitely one of those things where like, did they take that from a camera test? Like was Toby yeah. McGuire just like, this is a lighting test, right? I don't have to like emote or anything. like <laughs> that? Because he seems mostly like, like it's a combination of scared. Yeah. Constipated and confused. Like you ever had that? You ever have that one of those moments where you're like, I'm in the mall and you're like, I, I, don't, oh god, I have to poop. Like that kind of thing, where it's like it comes on really fast and you're like, I don't know what to do now, and I'm just scared. It's that. It's that kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I digress.
2: You cut right. I, uh, I don't. I don't need to give it to the execution. No, the execution of, no, one, the execution
3: of it. Yeah, I, I feel like one thing that I felt after watching this movie is Toby McGuire is great on set. He's clearly great acting and emoting against the other actors. But maybe at this point in his career, he was not too great at being in a VO booth or being isolated on a green screen. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, he just wasn't well, there yet.
0: He probably didn't have a lot of experience doing it either, right? Because a lot of that green screen stuff really wasn't, like, super prevalent in, in a lot of these movies. But oh, yeah. still, it, it, I, I blame Sam Raimi wholeheartedly for these. Because you've got to know he's like, just look left, look right, do this, do this, well, cool. To and to so Sam Raimi, like, what the fuck am I doing in this?
3: To Sam Raimi, it all looks theatrically... Comic booky, classic Hollywood, yeah. good. You know what I mean? And he yeah. he wants it to be a little melodramatic at all times.
0: And um, again, going back to our earlier point, he nails his vision. Some mm-hmm. of this stuff is. Just, I, I've gone full circle on these. I think these are. I love these now because they're so bad. I love yeah. them for how bad they are. But you know, we watching them three years ago. I was like, God, that's terrible. That's yeah. atrocious.
3: I just think you know what? I'm you're talking to a you're talking to a guy who really believes that like when you're talking about even Batman stuff. I genuinely believe that there's as long as the director has a vision and they execute. I think have fun along the way and Absolutely. it's okay. It's valid. It's another telling of the story.
0: It's like you know, in that frame you just sent to him. It's terrible.
1: No, but even
3: before we move
1: movie. on, we we fucking we just have to watch it together, Barrett.
3: Can okay.
0: you
1: please, keep please bring it up? up. <laughs> I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> um.
1: oh, I love. How long we're going on this. Like this is such a blast. I can't, out with I, you can't guys.
3: I can't stop myself. I'm sorry. I know I, I know a lot of it has I'm to come with it. Uh, comes from me, but I have you should see the notes that I took as I was writing this. I had so much, like I love so many moments in this.
0: We have we have a, a long history of going five, like three hours longer than we need to. On these, it's good.
7: I think this episode will be longer, probably than the original episode. Yeah. 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 Oh
5: yeah. I mean, we're I mean in the original episode, we're, it was at 50 minutes by the time we we got to where we're at now, and I think we're about to hit two hours. The original episode was two hours.
3: We're, this is just going to be a tight three and a half. Tight three and a half. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what is he looking at? What's the motivation there? And you can tell that Sam Raimi was like, also keep eye contact with the camera. Because when you're naturally putting on the mask, when you see him naturally putting on the mask for the rest of the movie, he puts it on the way a human being would, where he, like, he kind of ducks his head a little bit and puts it on. But Sam Raimi is like, No. Pretend that pretend that the camera has a Spider-Man fetish. Yeah, and that don't look away. Like. Don't oh. look away. Oh
0: my <laughs> God, it's so bad.
4: All <laughs> right, all right, oh. let's continue.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, continuing along with the plot, um, uh, we cut over. We this is the first time we meet Jay Jonah Jameson and Roger Robertson, and they're arguing. No, Spider-Man is a good or a bad guy, and this will set that up.
3: When they, I clearly remember. When they did this, and the newspaper is up in front of J.J.'s face, and they pull it down, and there he is, and he looks right, and he sounds right, and, like, there were a lot of moments in this that really made me feel like I was watching, like, watch, watching the correct oh, yeah. thing, you know? Like, holy shit.
0: Are you, yeah. you want to talk about something that is so perfect. It doesn't make any sense for him this character to be the J. Jonah Jameson character in the MCU. But everyone unanimously was just like, fuck it. We How gotta would do you it, know, right be? We gotta do it. Remember I remember I think we were in the theaters the first time we saw him together, Tim, and you were like Oh yeah. Yes. And yeah, then we, we saw, like, yeah. I, this doesn't make any sense, but I
1: don't care. This is I perfect. Put him in baby. I love and him. I, he's so good in these movies. Like in, in this movie in particular, he's just so fucking good. Every line he has, every little motion, every like way he delivers the lines. Again, you're always about the delivery of the lines. He fucking nails it. J.K. Simmons is a godsend as Jay Jonah Jameson. And the perfect uh, the moment of like
2: Oh uh no, that's oh, that's slander or whatever. No, I take that personal.
5: It's libel actually, when is it? Like no, yeah, is the right the libel. creativity in the in that writing is so good. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me, me of like watching watching um uh, Robert Downey Jr. Your place when you start for the first time, where it's yeah. like, yes, yeah. You know, the cadence at which you can deliver these lines, and the clippiness and the way that you're hearing mm-hmm. it up, you're owning every single scene that you're in to the point where yeah. even when we when we talk about how um, Green Goblin, William Dafoe, this movie movies on a hundred, the whole time and everybody else is like at, at a lower level when they have that face to face, and it's like. You know, he's like, where is Spider-Man? And J. Jonah Jameson is like, oh, I, I don't know. like who, Who's the guy that takes station and having that back and forth? The fact that J. Jonah Jameson and Will Defoe are having that back and forth and both feeling like their own forces, it's so good. It's it's so amazing.
3: So good. And even that line you were talking about, Andy, where, like, he goes down where sure. he's like, oh, actually, when it's when it's written, it's libel. The way he changes his energy to, a, to an energy that you yeah. don't see anywhere else throughout the movie, he's like, oh, no, actually, here's a fun fact. You know, yeah. it's just like... There are those two moments, and I think that moment is connected to the moment you're talking about, Blessing, where, listen, say what you want about J. Jonah Jameson. Like, clearly he's scummy, clearly he runs a tabloid, clearly he – J. Jonah Jameson does not give up his sources, and he protects the reporters that work for him, right? Green Goblin says, where is this kid? The kid's in the fucking room.
5: Yeah, he was right there.
3: And that's that's the thing that I love that they got right about J. Jonah Jameson is, like, he's a scumbag, but he's got his set of ethics.
5: Like, his thing is that he's good good at his job, right? Like, part of him being scummy and part of him being, like – is he the hero or menace in having this obsession with Spider-Man is the fact that he's really good at making headlines and he's really good at his job. And so that comes down to even the morality aspects of it of, yeah, I'm not going to give up my source because, you know, that's not that's not how you do things here, right? Like, that is, yeah. that is not journalistic integrity. And so... That thing God like,
1: Spider-Man and Peter Parker mean so many different things to so many different people. Like, it, whether you like the 60s style, whether you like the ultimate run, like, there's all this different stuff. So I understand there's debate between... Well, people that like Sam Raimi's trilogy more, or The Web, or whatever, in terms of the characterization, nobody is questioning J. George said uh, They're just like, they nailed the, the, the character. There's a consistency to it. There's just like, it, is, it doesn't feel like it belongs in this movie for how damn good it is. I also
2: need to point out, this is not the sequence of the libel the thing, but it's the no, one I, I remember the late, most. No, that's later, yeah. yeah.
3: That's later, but uh, we do see in this, in this one, this finished. is where we meet, <laughs> this is where yeah. we meet, uh, well, Ted Raimi's there, first of all. Hi, Ted Raimi. Oh. You gotta have Ted Raimi. Didn't right. you gotta have if Ted. That, you gotta have Ted Raimi if it's a Sam Raimi movie. But also, like, the whole thing of, like, J. Jonah Jameson having that same character that he has in the comics where it's like, he's never going to tell you you're hired. He's never going to tell you he cares about you. He's never going to tell you your work is good. He just won't, he will tell you, he will let you know about the absence of bad. Like, I love that. Also, can I say, one of the things that was criminally underused in this trilogy, looking back. We could have had so much more Elizabeth Banks as Betty Brant. Which is great. We could have had so much more Elizabeth Banks as Betty Brant in these films. Holy oh. shit, that would have ruled. And like a love triangle? Oh my god, come on. I also
5: want to give a shout out. I forget if it was this scene or if there's one coming up, but I, I think it was this one where Peter's telling in the photos and you know he's like, oh, I'll give you $200 for him. And Peter's like, uh, that seems kind of low, right? And, and Jonah, J Jonah Jameson is like, "Okay, we'll take you somewhere else." And Peter gets up to walk out, and he's like, uh, "Come back and sit down," and gives him the actual money. Three <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> like, hundred. Robbie Robertson
3: it. puts his hand up, like, "No, no, no." He's telling you to leave, but don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I also want to want to point out, uh, Eddie's been on it for weeks. Yeah, I love that line.
0: He just throws, he just slides that in there. He doesn't say. Grace is party. out there somewhere. Right. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> mm. Topher Grace is doing yeah,
2: his, uh, his Tom Hardy cool. web show out there that nobody knows about. And then when he's back on the scene, oh my God, then he's, he's back too. in full effect. Fuck, <laughs> <seven o'clock. laughs>
3: man. Topher um, Grace. So never mind. We can't right now, but <laughs> uh, we will. Yeah,
4: we this, will.
0: About to, <laughs> they set this up with, uh, uh, you know, they set him up with it as J.J. Jansen. like, he's very sensational. He's like, Spider Man, good or bad. And, and he's like, well, I don't think he's good, right? Nope. He's like, I need a picture of this guy. Puts it in the paper, put it in the paper, I'll pay for it, right? Um, and then uh, we cut over to Peter, who spots MJ. Uh, or Actually, he has this great line, which is like, if he doesn't want to be famous, I'll make him infamous. Um, Peter spots MJ command of cafe, and she likes him about working there until Enrique just straight fucking blows up her spot. And she goes, some dream, huh? He that's not something to be embarrassed about. And she says, don't tell Harry. And uh, he's like, well, why would I tell Harry? What are we talking about? She goes, we're going out. Didn't he tell you? And Peter uh, takes it in stride. He's like, oh, well, he thinks to himself, maybe one day. I'll kill Harry's dad. That, yeah. That's yeah. a ticket. Just with this trip your, with Dr. Ward.
2: How does your boyfriend not know where you're working? Also, like, being yeah. a waiter out of call, out of high school, like, how is that that's weird? That's right. weird.
3: It's, no, it's not it weird. I mean, scary. I did it.
2: I moved to New York. No, that's what I'm, I'm thinking, saying. Like, how like, oh, is that weird? Yeah. It's like, that, yeah. <laughs> that's
3: the – well, well,
4: no.
2: She's, to be disappointed
3: fair, her, she's disappointed in herself because she thought she was going to move to the city and become big like a lot of people in New York. Like, trust me. There's there's a lot of MJ's out there in the New, New York. York bless, yeah. bless your heart. Bless all um, of them for, for the work that they're doing. And then number two, like she, she is attracted to not the best dudes. And we know that Harry Osborn is going to, is that wants to impress his dad. Doesn't want to be dating a waitress. You know what I mean?
4: Well, there was is also
3: there, narcissistic and probably has not asked MJ very much about her life that she doesn't want to volunteer.
0: There was a a little bit of a moment, too, where she left on that don't tell Harry because he'll try and, like, talk her out of doing that or take care of her, and she doesn't want that. Yeah. She wants to take care of herself, which I respect for the character.
3: Yeah, for sure. And and I also like – I totally spaced. I just got Topher Grace in my head. Get him out.
0: The problem with having Topher Grace in your head is it's the hop, skip, and a jump away from Ashton Kutcher, and then it's like, mm. oh, now my whole life. And then, then it's, and it's
3: for a week <laughs> and a half. God. Well, I'm uh, anyway, going
0: Peter takes it, it, Peter heads home and tells Harry he just got fired from Dr. Connor's lab, and he's like, Peter, what the fuck are you doing all day? Why can't you do these things? And then Nolan blows up Harry's spot about MJ, and it gets super awkward. And Harry. In another to
3: lifetime, there was a fucking Sam Raimi Kurt Connors, and you yep. know that's all Sam Raimi wanted to do. Oh yeah, the, the oh, yeah.
0: three movies to build, man. Yeah.
3: yeah. One
0: day, one day. Or the Spider-Man three video game, which does have lizard as
5: talking Yeah, about it. it
3: does.
0: Yeah. Not yeah. uh, as dance game.
3: sequences of the movie, though.
0: No.
4: Harry
3: I, think games, I, think games, I think Gamespot hit it for that back in the day. I'd have to look yeah. it up. But I think, I think Tim, you could tell, Tim, Nick, IGN took a couple points off of Spider-Man 3 for the yeah, right not long, sequences. Not
1: enough dance sequences, yeah. 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 I would have to anything wrong with that video. Game. Yeah. Yeah. The DS and version and e. had a rhythm mini game though.
3: So. <laughs> I wish it did. Uh, I wish it had be a DS amazing. rhythm game of Harry and MJ cooking yeah. eggs and dancing.
0: <laughs> uh, Harry tries to get his dad to give Peter a job of Peter. Like, I want to make it on my own. He's like, I respect that. I care. What other skills do you have? And he goes, I was thinking about some photography. And, of course, that's when he spots the ad in the paper for some pictures of Spider-Man. He's like, I can get this done. Uh, he goes out and sets up a little cool little selfie camera. This is, of course, kids. This is before cell phones, right? This is before any of that technology. If you wanted Once a picture again, of yourself, you had to it web it up to a ramp. before
3: digital cameras, though, Nick. Yeah, but it doesn't got have the cool,
0: you know, you have to have that sound effect. Uh, yeah, of course, he beats the hell out of everyone. And not One. Not one of the pictures that he presents to J. Joan Jameson is from this section of the movie. (laughs) It's all him flying 40 stories above the streets to which any rational human being would be like, you're clearly Spider-Man. There's no way. Are you, like, like, you
3: are you flying with him? Or you flying? That's yeah, it. you're either
0: Superman or Spider Man. That's it. Those are the only two explosions.
3: No, he's not I'm Superman. Right. We know that from later on in the movie. That's Well more I, love. I love the
5: idea too that like I could you imagine him in your ass beat and like you see flashes from a camera and you're like, what the fuck was that? Spider Man's like, don't
3: worry about it. Don't
4: worry about it.
3: But I do like yeah, he's making all of the he's making all of the thugs sign like appearance waivers. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I do like I feel like this sequence locked so the um security photos in Batman and Robin could run. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. do you remember when, when Bane and Poison Ivy are, are in security photos from the airport and they're posing oh, they're and they're, right. like, they're like beautiful glamour shots of them? Cracked me the fuck up. And I feel like they got that gag from this movie. They got
0: something from it. Uh, there's also a part I want to point out here is when he takes the last picture of himself, he goes like, he says something like smile, but when he turns because he can't really see through the mask, it's like it's just an awkward shot of him kind of like trying to mug for the camera a little bit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, he goes over and he sells in to ginger Anderson. Anderson, we is where talked about the scene where he tries to get him down a few dollars. They're fine, $300. Uh, and then he goes out and he gets paid by Elizabeth Banks playing Betty Bryant. Uh, love her. this. she gives him the 300... <laughs> excuse me, not Bryant. Um, she gives him the 300 smackaroos, And he's like, damn, I just sold myself out for $300. Welcome to life, kid. Yeah. Uh, Norman gives a presentation to the board. He's like, he's like listen, guys, this is how I... Used to think about money as a kid. But he gives this great presentation where it's like, this is how a child would write this thing. We're making lots of money, and it's not costing us anything, guys. Congratulations. Profits (laughs) are up. Expenditures are down. Like, cool, I googled that. That's all I know about and <laughs> yeah. I and this, for this. company. Anyway, and they're like, Cool, this is the perfect time to sell to Quest Aerospace, your competitor. They're looking for uh they're looking for some stuff. We want to get the heck out of this. And he's like, But I built this company. I'm like, yeah, well, you ah. should have sold your equity in it. That was your stupid idea. jumped up on the table and ah. uh <laughs> the next day uh, once again, August-
3: shout out to fucking Jack Betts in this scene. just just sipping tea. And Looking like, like telling an Norman asshole. he's out in the way that somebody who's acted their whole life can.
0: Uh, the next day at the Oscorp Unity Festival.
3: Not the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. No, it is no. legally distinct.
2: It is Macy's Oscorp Thanksgiving parade. Yeah. It is just yeah, good job. Oh, it's a Macy's
3: Day parade.
4: But not the Macy you expect. It's, it's, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen.
3: Macy Gray. And can I uh, tell my, you? Okay. Tim texted me about this, where he's like, will you come do this? And I was like, can I tell you what what the most offensive moment to me in almost any superhero film was for a long time in my life? And it was ladies and gentlemen, Macy Gray. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just just (laughs) this fucking Sony corporate synergy-ass thing, where it's like, we can't pay to say that it's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but we are going to give our recording artist three fucking shots in this movie and call her out by name and I remember seeing this in the theater and going because oh, it pulled me out of the reality of it oh, yeah. it just pulled me out but I'll say that 20 years later when fucking nobody knows who Macy Gray is and she's disappeared from the public eye this scene doesn't bother me anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's who very knows much... who Macy Gray is she's just performing
0: well it's a, it's similar to like the references to Superman or which which is weird obviously for obvious reasons, but also the reference they make to Julia Roberts. That was always the one I pointed to as being like kinda of a little bit world breaking because it draws you back into the real world. Right. And it, it does I, I don't like that as much. I like to stay in the fantasy realm. You
3: could have you could have used any you've like you could have used like Felicia Hardy or something yes. like that. You, you know what have I mean? For somebody in the universe world, so. who's rich and famous. Exactly.
2: It, it, it not it's Macy Gray, we don't want to say official Macy uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade or whatever. But here's a lot of nondescript IPs of balloons floating. You don't know what cartoons they're from. Yeah. You don't know what shows these things are in, but these mm-hmm. exist in this world.
3: You know, and I, I could see them not wanting to make it the Macy's Parade because that automatically makes you think those balloons should be licensed too. Yeah, yeah we're Snoopy. Right? 'cause Because if it's the Macy's we're, Day we're Parade, God. it's like, yeah, where's fucking yeah. Snoopy? Where the yeah, fucking Snoopy? Where's yeah. Snoopy? <laughs> Uh,
0: Peter takes uh, pictures and spots Harry and MJ on the balcony high above them. Harry gives MJ shit for wearing the wrong dress, and she's yeah. Not she sure. wore the
3: culturally appropriate one instead of the black one. Yeah. I just want to say I want to apologize to anybody who's, who's who's a youth or younger than we were. Y2K was a strange time, and there was a lot of what they there was a lot of what we used to call Orientalism going on, and we apologize for it. We apologize for everybody walking around in what we called kung fu shirts okay? We're sorry. We're sorry for this, and we're sorry for the dress that Kirsten Dunst is wearing. She is not Asian. We apologize for the kimono. A she should dress. have worn the black dress. This is the one time where Harry's is raped. <laughs> wow, wow.
0: Yeah. We might not like his approach, but we do like where he landed. Yeah. Uh, Harry spots, uh, let's see, sees them. Bing, 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 Harry spots Peter downstairs. He's like, oh no. But no time to worry about that because my spider sense is a tingling. Uh, Peter looks over and over in the sky. What do we see? Goblin flying in the distance. To stop singing as the glider <laughs> flies overhead. Uh, and Goblin just goes right into us. Starts throwing pumpkin bombs everywhere and takes Can the dark things down. you.
3: Is the implication of this scene that he, that Harry and MJ have never kissed? Because no. he goes to kiss her and she turns away and it's no, I think like she
0: was just like fuck you, like why, why, yeah. what the fuck, like why like,
3: fuck you in that moment? Because Is it a black he, dress yeah, he, thing.
0: Well, yeah, because he was like, yeah. you should, I wanted you to wear the black dress because it's but my favorite color. But I feel like that's
3: everything color. that Harry says to her. Do they never kiss? I don't know. I mean, it's you're just the, it's weird to me.
0: Yeah, I just I, I read it as. She was like, "You this guy's a piece of shit. Like, I'm not, I, I'm not giving him a kiss for this." And anymore. also,
3: like, if
2: you're if if you're Harry upstairs and you, you see Peter downstairs, and Peter is downstairs and he sees Harry upstairs, like, not even a no,
5: no. A nothing like that. that. I That's did not
3: clock you. This did not happen. Let's go inside. Again, every moment a, where Harry's a win. He's the worst friend
5: to have. Like, yeah. I it's couldn't true. imagine being friends with this man.
0: That's why there's a moment where you think to yourself, if that happened to you, you would just mouth, I'm gonna kill. Oh,
1: I can't it, wait yeah. for three. I can't wait to talk about Harry and three.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the amnesia episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I <really, we're laughs> <gonna laughs> Oh, oh so good. Yeah. I love that the goblin flies before.
3: up. I love that the goblin flies up and be literally cut to Macy Gray to see how she reacts to the goblin.
0: <laughs> inquiring why you want to know. Uh, the goblin throws Macy some bombs thing. that <laughs> apparently can disintegrate you into skeletons. Oh, my God. What this effect. fact. How this?
3: Is is or whatever, the people that give you your flu shot or your blood test, right. oh, they, all they've got is the pod That's from Interspace. Fucking Norman Osborn can disintegrate you into a skeleton.
0: That's ridiculous.
3: I cannot, I
5: cannot, wait, you. I cannot, I cannot you. wait for spider No Way Home for him to show up with these grenades, because I swear <laughs> to God, like if somebody doesn't see this and go, uh, this guy might be a bigger threat than Thanos, then I don't know what they're yeah. doing. it's do. right, right. incredible.
0: Uh, we see a quick cameo here with Family. Shout out to Family, of course. Uh, as Peter swings into action and as like he, he starts to run and he does the Superman thing, which I gotta lie, works I'm not gonna lie, it works for me. Where it's he's, still he's, good he just pulls it open oh. and you see instead of Superman you see the, the, the Spider Man on his chest. Uh, right. and then he swings into action. He knocks the light, uh, goblin on his ass. Uh this and Super gilly. is still good.
1: Oh I love it. I, love, I like this. I like still this whole good. thing. Uh well, of no, course, I, I, I with that. I think this parade scene is, is, is pretty bad. Okay. From okay. Any, Imagine any way no, I I thought <laughs> there is that, there is, but there is many secret. I think there's just too many elements at play that are just goofy and weird, and that take me out of it. Especially like with how bad the goblin suit looks, and yeah. it's just being in broad daylight and the way that it's all kind of going around. I don't know. I am not. You my, I'm not are lighting
3: slandering company. James Atchison in my house. I love. I love this fucking goblin suit. I really do. It's very of the time. They wouldn't do it again. But I remember hating it when it first came out. I remember uh, Alex Ross famously came out, and he was like, here are the designs that I gave them for the Spider-Man movie, and they didn't use them, and I don't know why. I'm Alex fucking Ross. And I remember he just drew, like, a realistic... Now, that's not a flattering shot of the Green Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> <That's
1: cute>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but they've to to show for way too I long. The, <laughs> the
1: intimate booty shot. It's I a, do,
3: you know, I, I do like the way this goblin looks. I like that you occasionally can see, depending on how they light it, you, you can see Norman's mouth. No, I yeah. love that, like, this thing pops up and you can see his eyes in there sometimes. So you get, like...
0: It's, it's very like a, Power Rangers. It's
3: very it Power Rangers, like Power Rangers, Rangers
2: yeah. And I, I wish they did a bit more to kind of break up the coloration of the suit. I, don't, I don't hate the suit. The thing I don't love about the sequence is like I cannot get my mind off of knowing that a lot of these are just shot on a set and the lighting is fake. And it just it takes me out of it. Like you see the city shots, and yes, that's a city. That's an actual city street with a lot of people. But then they cut to let's try to emulate the lighting from those city shots, and it just feels really. It, it Some of the compositing of is
3: off for sure. Yeah. Some of the compositing is off for sure. But I love, I love the idea of this bouncing on balloons, and it's like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And I think, I think this, and something that has always occurred to me is kind of like, oh, the effects in this were really good and really thoughtful, is when the goblin the goblin flies up, he does this thing where he runs his hand along the side of one of the balloons. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah. he flies in, and he's like, I'm up here with the balloons, and I'm on a good and I'm time. Having, and a time. Time. And having a great and he time. And he like, he just fucking does this, like, contextual animation thing where it's like, here I am. And I just, I don't know, I love it. I love that. Uh, it reminds
5: me uh, of uh, Jingle All the Way, too. This whole... Oh, yeah, thing definitely. Specifically, yeah. like... The, the frame, frame, right it, I don't know if that's a good... I don't
3: know good or bad. Sam, Sam Raimi really did, like rain, did name-check Jingle uh, All the Way. Yeah, yeah. I I just,
1: mean, he, was he, was he was a very, very purple, purple man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I hope that we see, uh, to Andy's point, about the, the color-blocking of it being very, very green and very 90s power. And just, I hope that in, uh, when we see him in No Way Home, that there's some purple element, like the tattered cape or something.
3: And Rubio does not fuck around and she does not... Miss, I'm sure she's got a goblin suit that you're going to fucking love.
0: Hell yeah. You know? So. Uh, the scene ends with MJ uh, falling almost to her death, and Spider-Man dives after her, saving her inches from the ground. They swing across town, and MJ kind of digs it. She's like, oh, okay. And then he drops her off at a real pretty roof garden, and she says, wait, who are you? And he goes, you know who I am. It's Peter. Peter from next door. And you can't tell by my voice? I sound exactly the same. He oh, fuck, Peter, that's your I totally forgot. You do sound like Peter. No. You said you want
4: to know who I am? You really
0: want to know who (laughs) I am?
2: (laughs) If
1: you don't, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) This roof. My story is not for the same heart. This roof is the same roof from uh, John Wick 3, I think. Yep.
3: This is uh, a very famous uh, roof garden. Yeah. It's a very famous roof garden in New York. It's very, very wealthy people. Very Uh, wealthy people live there.
0: No, Peter doesn't, in fact, say that. He says, uh, you know how I am. I'm your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, right? Or something like that. Yo,
3: can we please also give credit where credit is due to this movie? Doing the woo And Peter having fun swinging on webs never happened before this movie. That Fair was enough. something they created for this film, and I think it was such a good choice to the point where everybody does it now. Like, Tom Holland still does it. Peter doesn't swing without being like, swing it
0: Yeah, I just watch my my go to
3: In the comics, in the comics, he does a lot of like you. you, There's like a word bubble, or there's like a, a narration bubble that's like, "This is the only time I have fun. This is when I feel the most free. This is when I feel the most like myself." Swinging, and in the movies, they distilled that down into
4: yes. Yeah.
3: And I love it. <laughs>
4: uh,
0: uh let's see. MJ calls Harry and tells him all about uh her, her adventure with Spider Man. She's like, he's pretty incredible and Harry's a little insecure about it. And, and Peter's like, Yeah, no. I'm gonna kill your dad a little bit. Uh and then Harry finally comes clean to Peter and he's like, You know, man, you just never made a move. Peter's like Dude. So and then the next morning. <laughs> <they> <laughs> morning... Yeah. I got you you friends with this person. Absolutely. <laughs> of shit. So Here's awesome the thing, friends.
3: 20 years later, we know that you can't call dibs on someone you have feelings for. We know that. It's up to the other person as well. But also, like, you know what your motivation is, Harry Osborne. No, You're <laughs> <very laughs> not a very deep person. No. Don't be a dick. I will say this. I, I, I,
0: you see this scene and you think on the offset... Peter's clearly the victim here, right?
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: also, Peter has a dope pad, and you know that Harry's paying for that dope pad. So it is sort of a quid pro quo, right? We get a spot where Harry's like, "I need you to help me out with my bio, my science homework." But and that's Peter's what Peter's like, the
3: Osborns cool. do, right? Is they trap you in these, they trap you in these gilded cages, right? Peter accepted and for a guy.
0: I'm just saying, for a guy that's like, I want to get everywhere on my own steam. This place is like. $5,000 a month. Of that, is a man, that is right? true. He I that is true. I'm clearly in a room. It's like he's sharing a room. Rent. Yeah, dude, I'm <laughs> kidding. And hey, apparently he's got a car, too, because he took that $3,000 with that duty fucking straight murder. I can't
3: believe half. he did that, Nicholas. He
0: killed him. He killed I don't that believe man. He did. That's the thing that haunts him. Awesome. That and the pay <laughs> that. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's, gonna, okay. Well, I remember when he goes to bed. Yeah.
3: That's not what happened. And, <laughs> and I so believe funny. that we are at the scene. We're like... Uh, I believe in the scene.
4: Where are we at? Okay, so
2: I, mean, I, like believe you in,
3: I believe in Willem Dafoe, and I believe that it was. I believe that it was. Oh, brave. here we are. Here I we are. It was brave we of Sam Raimi, are. not to cut away. Of course, okay, you that are. was a directorial choice, and that was a Willem Dafoe choice because they do cut back and forth between mm-hmm. the Goblin and Norman later on in this very scene. Yeah. But when they're establishing it. Holy shit, the physicality work that Willem Dafoe is doing, where he does, like, the goblin walks one way, and Norman walks the other way, and the fucking handoff of the newspaper between Norman and the goblin, and, like, dude, I don't care. Maybe it's a little heightened even compared to the rest of this movie, but fuck, it's so good. Mm. I love Willem Dafoe in this movie. I fucking love the
0: guy. I loved him for his commitment to this. Yes. But this scene I have to disagree with you. Is the worst shot scene in the entire (laughs) movie. This is like how I used to act in high school when I thought I, I was like I'm gonna be in a play and no that's like, how
3: you shot looked when you were acting in high school <laughs> oh my god it's that so was Willem this doing bad. what you thought you were doing back I, what, what,
2: I, so I get bad. a lot of I get a lot of Jim Carrey '90s overacting yeah. vibe in here um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's awful uh, but it's, awful. It, it's definitely heightened uh, compared to. A lot of the, let's just call it nuance, of Tobey Maguire.
4: <laughs> you, mean, sure. you mean boredom
1: of Tobey Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I just wish there was more consistency with the yes. character.
3: And, I mean, this is, a theme, this is a theme that Sam Raimi loves. We'll see it again in Spider-Man 2. There's a voice talking to Otto as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Sam Raimi really loves this idea of personifying people's inner demons, and it comes from, like, his horror background. And I, just lo- I do love Willem Dafoe being like, oh yeah, 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 like Jekyll and Hyde on Broadway. Like I get what you're I get what you're going for. I can do this. I can do this. I, I think it's cool. I think you're I think you're right that like I think you're all correct in that maybe it's a slightly different energy than the rest of the movie, but I fucking <laughs> <slightly. laughs> yes. I don't slightly this I'll it.
0: Slightly. This is the equivalent to your friend being like, We're gonna go fucking get hammered tonight and you're just in your pajamas and you're like, I'm not, I don't want to do what you just said. Uh, Goblin, of course, this, the whole point of the scene is Goblin's like, listen, there's only one person in this whole world that can stop you. And it's this spider character that we've encountered one time. You've got to go. He's like, you can't beat him. Get him to join you. He's like, mm-hmm. good idea. The next day, of course, we get what I would assume. As bad as this scene is, this next scene, polar opposite of my book. Again, when you want to talk about turning corners, J.J. J. Jameson throws the cigar out the window. The cigar comes back on there, and then everything explodes, and Spider Man immediately shows up. So you're like, okay, well, this guy was here. He's one of these people, right? And mm-hmm. then he's like, he's like, quiet, mom and dad are talking, which I think is a funny line. And That's then a great Gobble, line. And then Gobble goes, sleep.
3: Sleeping gas sucks. <laughs>
0: this
3: sucks. You couldn't have just had, I mean, look. They spent $130 million. They clearly spent all the money they had to spend. You couldn't have the goblin just fucking punch him out yeah. or knock him out. It has to be I sleep. Love I love it. I love it. Like
2: maybe a couple of sleep darts with a cool scene of him, like batting of like Toby batting them away and then finally gets one in the back and then like kind of starts, yeah. I don't know. This just
3: was a little too old Hollywood for me. This was too old villain for me. And this is yeah. one of the this is one of the where I'm like, mm, I don't like this. Uh I, I will say that when Spider-Man wakes, because it's one of the logical things, is Spider-Man wakes up immediately afterwards on this rooftop, and you're like, why didn't he take Spider-Man's mask off immediately? Yeah, why he it and I will say, I think it is because. Norman and the Goblin are two different people. Like, they just established that in that last scene. And I think the Goblin feels like he's dealing with the spider. Yeah. And that's the way I've yeah. always rationalized it in my head. Is It doesn't matter who's in the mask, because I've got a guy that's under this mask and he's not in control. I'm talking to the one who calls the shots. Right. That's the way I've always rationalize it. For anybody yeah. else, who's trying to rationalize
5: Because, like, there's nothing about learning, I mean, not that he knows, there's nothing about his identity that would help him out, right? Like, what does he give a fuck about who's under the mask? Who's well, not, like, except for the, the second he life.
3: learns about his identity, it becomes, yeah. like, the focus of his plan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: like, up to that point, there's no reason for yeah, why. At just, that.
3: that
2: point. I also just want to really point out the back and forth. It's one of my back, favorite back and forths in the movie. You know, you and I are a lot alike. Yeah. I'm not like you. You're a murderer. To each of them. You know? yeah. Yeah, wish.
3: The little pat on the head that he gives him—the <laughs> yeah. condescending fucking head pat. Yeah. The moments of this is.
1: scene are awesome, but it's just like it just comes it's off. So like, bad. Hey,
3: the only person who commits to a New York accent in this movie, Willem Dafoe, as the Goblin, only yeah. mm. as the
1: Goblin.
0: Mm. It is. We've we've railed on this a lot, but we do have to bring it up. the The fact that they are. What are you laughing at, Andy? <laughs> You
1: looking at that thing in assets? What is not Hold on. Barrett, I know we're going so long on this show, guys. But Barrett, can you please turn up with so much mic put into assets?
0: Joey
1: the sun mic one before Mike, that. It, it's even better. I don't on. Don't watch it yet. Everyone, we're going to watch it together. We're going to get
0: claimed on that, though.
1: No, 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 no. Don't put the music one up.
0: You need to watch, should we
2: watch the original first? No. It, it, the original is the only one we need to watch because we don't need the audio for this. It's just the really visuals. Visual. Oh, my God. This is something that we heard about this morning. Uh, Kevin Coelho is setting up the shot for us to react to the Uncharted movie reactions. And Tim is like, yeah, set up the shot for four people. And, and Kevin's like, I'm going to be a while. Uh, give me some time because I I fell earlier oh. and it, it took it, it was a real hard fall and we shouldn't laugh at this but god damn it is so violent.
1: <laughs> 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 so, please, so Kevin posted this and obviously we can watch oh oh. Uh-uh. Whoa. <laughs> oh,
4: oh no! For oh, God, God. It, it is so bad. That
1: is such a an audio. Is it to watch it with sound?
0: Because
5: like the, photo photo just, like, That's the sound for
0: me. It's such a violent fall. Like, he yeah. hit his, his shoulder real hard on that side.
2: Yeah. Dude, his really,
3: his hip is gonna hurt for he weeks. He
2: sounded very disoriented on the call, just being like, "I'm out of it, dude." Like I, it was a hard oh, fall. Oh, fuck, Ooh. dude. That's one of those ones like
3: you can yeah. see if if you go if you go frame by frame enhanced you can see that's one of those falls where the foot slips first and so yeah. it pulls your it pulls your calf and then you can feel it in your side you feel it all the way up your side. That's
1: oh. gonna last yeah. for at least three weeks.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: admittedly,
1: admittedly, like watching this, it's a lot less funny than watching the versions that people are editing on Twitter yeah. with with oh, like yeah.
0: <laughs> with Gwen Safadi. Gwen Safadi, that's my shit. Yeah that was well, it was funny as I saw it at first I didn't realize it was Kevin so I was like oh I was like laughing and now I'm like oh god Kevin's gonna fuck it he might have it. some internal bleeding on that one yeah
3: anyway he's okay he's okay he walked it off he's a he's he fun. posted a yeah. video <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> maybe now Kevin won't run all the time everywhere back to Spider-Man <laughs> we'll see uh uh, let's see. Goblin talks by the they kind of paling around. It's very, uh, it's a very strange scene because you can't see their mouths moving, and it's, it feels like really, it feels like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers here to me. It was,
3: um, but I was res- once again, I respect Willem Dafoe's body language acting in this in this scene. I do respect it. It's a, it's, it's heightened. And like once again, it's exaggerated, but he's doing a lot where he's like leaning and he's, I don't know, I don't know. He's got a pretty good handle on it, I think.
0: Uh Goblin Leaves, Peter to ponder his words, like in spite of everything you, uh you've done for them, eventually they'll hate you. And Peter's like, Oh, okay. Uh, they actually kinda hate me now. Peter stops by MJ's place to find out how her audition went. Uh and he offers to buy her a cheeseburger, but she's like, I actually have a date with my boyfriend later and it's weird that you just took two buses and so trained to get to my town. He uh,
3: also kinda goes like
0: Are you interested? Yes, it's what you? this whole scene is is poorly written because bad
3: writing for MJ. Bad writing point, for MJ.
0: There's just zero indication that MJ is into Peter at all, other than friends. And at this point, they're like, we got we have to figure out a way for her to be into him because that's the whole point of this. And, and
3: what about in the worst way possible? Yeah, it's pretty where bad. she's talking about her boyfriend, but also winking. Right. Like, was, like this was not this is not a cool yeah. treatment of MJ at all.
0: Then she says, "I better run, Tiger." And I like that they, they kept with the tiger. It starts to rain, and Peter spots some sketchy looking people walking after MJ. He's like, "I better go safer. Or they chase her down into an alleyway. But thankfully, Spider-Man drops in without his mask. I might add, because he didn't have time to put it on. Uh, so he beats. He the didn't have time out to out look us directly in the eye. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> he can't finish putting his costume on unless we look him directly in the eye. <laughs> um, <laughs> but okay, so this scene, this is this is the scene that to me is kind of the all of the problems that we're talking about that have aged poorly. Um, even though this is a very iconic scene and there are bits about it that I love, this is the nerd, I'm going to save her power fantasy yes. aspect yes. of it. I, she's never noticed me, and I'm a nerd, but I've always been there for her, and I'm going to save her life, and she's mm-hmm. going to notice she's me. she's finally going to love me, yeah. And... And it's really it's it particularly comes off weird where it's all of a sudden starts raining and she has to be in a wet T-shirt. Like the like the weird nerd power fantasy male gaziness of this scene over the last 20 years has has not aged well at all. Kiss is still dope though. The kiss is still it one of the deserve, things that it, it uh, <laughs> the MTV
1: Movie Awards for best kiss. On the it's it's. I, and I,
0: I will say, at least the fight choreography and the way this is shot, I like because he sort of like yeah. bathed and shadows the entire time. Well, I like Hollywood I moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but I agree with you on All of
3: MJ's motivations and all of him, his motivations are totally off. Yeah,
0: yeah they're very oh, outdated. Yeah. Spidey swings down. Uh, oh, and then he gets uh, MJ takes the kiss. Spy swings down to save a baby from a burning building the next day, but the cops are like, oh my God, there's Spider Man. Let's go wrestling. And then they hear a scream upstairs. And he goes, I'm going. And he goes, I'll be here when you get back. And he goes, I'm not coming back, Chief. And the cop's like, you're not getting the subtext of this. Just go save the baby. Uh, I apart.
4: fucking love this corny ass moment. It
3: rude. <laughs> <lived. laughs> <laughs> this damn raining horror movie shit where she turns around and instead of the revealing of an old witch like it would be in a horror movie, mm-hmm. he uses this exact thing in Drag Me to Hell. He uses it in Evil Dead. This is a rainy fucking horror scene special. I'm sure, Nick Scarpino, you noticed it. It's, it's, it's the goblin screaming at you, and I love it to love death. It.
0: Love it's so bad. Anyway.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, the it's the implication. Okay, so the goblin set the building on fire. The and goblin set, set the building on fire. The <laughs> goblin set the <laughs>
0: building on fire because he's like, you're so predictable. Please. Right, you're so predictable. Um, We'd Peter's never like, get this
3: in the MCU. We'd obviously no. never get this now. But as a, it's just these two dudes existing in a, back, in, a, in a vacuum in this weird New York that they've created. It's fun as hell.
0: Uh, Peter, of course, big of He's like, what about my offer? He's like, no, thank you, Goblin. And Goblin throws some night bombs at him, one of which cuts his arm. Uh, and Peter uses the chaos to escape. Later, Norman. They don't really
3: focus on the cut on the arm, though, because I don't think it's going to be important later. Yeah, so don't really, They don't really show you no, much. No, it's very,
0: very, <laughs> you blink, you miss it, right? You yeah. blink, you miss on this one, of yeah. course. Then uh, we cut right back over to, not Peter, but Norman as he's coming out of his trance. Doing the eyeball thing. Uh, ugh, where have I been the entire time? As he's going to Thanksgiving dinner at Harry's house that Aunt May uh has prepared for all of them. Uh Peter comes home and hides on the ceiling upstairs, like the scene where like is Peter there and everyone gets like they go rush out to see what's going on upstairs. And it's like, dude, maybe he's in his fucking room, like give him some a little bit of privacy, but then of course Peter leaks catch up all over the ground and, and, and uh It really was kinda of- Norman's like, I know what's that. That's, a,
3: that's yeah, that was not blood. That was not blood no. whatsoever. Not, not in any world was that blood. <laughs> uh, I want to say, it, Norman just just sexually snarling at MJ all yeah. throughout this whole thing just, is is weird and weird, weird because cause that's Norman. And but i when your goblin powers that lets you hear a single droplet of liquid fall to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: know, I know. It's not only it's not only the the
2: the look in at MJ. It's also just the way he leers at Aunt May,
3: and,
2: and
5: like it his just hate like, Aunt May. And does anybody uh, like this man is acting weird, man? Yeah, putting his hand in the food and Aunt May being like, uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's Actually like looking at her. a like,
3: fucking moment where you're just, uh, but you're just like he goes to stick his finger in the food and she does that little like. Tap like he's a yeah. child, and he looks at her. And I'm Nick, gonna
2: pull out your insides. Yeah, Nick
3: understands. This is what Nick thinks every character's subtext is at all times. I will kill you. Okay, <laughs> okay God. God.
0: I will kill your father. Uh, then of course uh, Peter's arm starts bleeding, and it's like, "Oh, what happened?" He was like, "I got hit by a bike messenger," but Norman's like, "Fuck that!" Coupled with the singular drop of blood that I found upstairs, leads me to believe you are Spider-Man. What so the hell? It's a very weird jump in logic, but hey, this movie's long. He,
4: yeah.
2: he remember where he cut Spider-Man at the? Yeah, I
5: believe
4: that. A single drop of blood. Very convenient, here. but you
5: know, the single drop of blood, I think, is you know, it, it's a bit much. But I think the, the cut being like, oh yeah, I gave, didn't I just give a guy that cut five minutes ago? I, I, I can see it.
0: But it yeah, fair fair enough. Uh Harry rushes after his dad, he's like, look, I put this whole thing together so you could uh meet MJ and his dad's like, Do what you gotta do, they're all the same. She's just out for your money. Do what you gotta do and then put so you in cash aside, but he says in a really create a manner that I didn't write down here, like just finish sewing your wild oats or whatever. But Harry's like, Hey, that's my girlfriend you're talking about. Like, don't talk about her like that and then he's like, Just get just get rid of her man and then goes down the elevator. Then when he comes back in, MJ's like, Thanks for sticking up for me And Harry's like, What <laughs> Like I did, <laughs> I said to my dad. And then he's like, "She's like, your dad's a creep." He's like, "Don't talk about my dad that way." And I'm like, "All right, Harry's very conflicted here in this scene and not really uh, getting his thought across." Um, and then Norman gets on his hands and knees to crawl after the Goblin and tells him to attack Peter. He's like, "You got to attack Peter where it counts." And Peter's like, "Oh, uh, he's like, where's that?" He goes, "In the heart. You got to attack his heart first and foremost." So we cut over to Aunt May. So, so like,
3: Stab Spider Man in the heart.
0: He could have just killed Spider Man. <laughs> It's very weird. But, of course, he's like, who does, who does Peter Parker love most? Aunt May. And she's like, Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord Jesus. You got
3: it. How does this not the own? The whole flying in and going, finish it.
4: <laughs> finish, <laughs> the <Lord's> <laughs> <prayer>. <laughs> finish the Lord's Prayer. Finish the Lord's Prayer.
3: blah. I fucking love it, dude!
1: Do you want to love this scene? No, look, here's the thing. I I would love the scene if there was a lot more build-up, and if this was maybe in the third movie where we understand the goblin more and we're more uh, acquainted with Aunt May and stuff. This just seems so drastic of a leap to go from the goblin to... Two scenes hey, ago, we saw hey, go, ah,
3: Like, that's Tim, so
1: fucking Tim crazy. Is a, how is
3: this a chump? He vaporized people into skeletons. <laughs> He's a bad dude. That was three dude. scenes
1: ago. <laughs> like, I really just
3: wanted more okay, Two scenes of God, ago, man. two scenes ago, he pretended to be an old witch. And, then a, scene ago, and so then a scene good. ago, he nearly murdered an old woman at Thanksgiving dinner. This is a bad dude who's losing it. I believe the fucking ramp-up of this. Uh, <laughs> also, Rush. I love Sam Raimi, and I love horror tropes, and this is... finish it. <laughs> uh,
0: Peter rushes the hospital, but all Aunt May can talk about is those horrible yellow eyes. And Peter figures out, oh no, Goblin must know who I am. <laughs> Does that make sense? So he rushes out to warn Harry and MJ. Oh, no, wait, he doesn't. He just kind of sits next to Aunt May all night. And then MJ heads over the next morning. uh, And Peter tells, and she tells Peter that she has a crush on Spider Man. He goes, Oh, (laughs) that guy. And Peter takes the opportunity to tell MJ. And she's like, Well, he's like, I kind of know that guy a little bit. She's like, Oh, really? Has he ever brought me up? And Peter goes, Yeah. Actually, we talked about, talk about you one time. She goes, what would you say? He goes, well, I said that when uh, you look into NJ's eyes, she's looking back into yours. Everything feels not quite normal, but you feel stronger and weaker at the same time. You feel excited at the same time and terrified. You feel warm and cold. You feel kind of like you're hungry, but you don't want to eat anymore. You feel kind of like that part where you borrow Andy's popcorn the and movie theater, and you're like, I don't even want this popcorn, so you just throw most of it on the ground. The truth is, you don't know what you feel, except it. you know what kind of man you want to be. It's as if you've reached the unreal, and you weren't ready for it.
3: Hey, Peter, that's a little intense.
4: That's <laughs> weird. <Man. laughs> you got
3: to back that Peter, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say read the, read the room here, bud, and this and is then, a little intense.
4: Peter, you're also crying. <laughs> right. it's, yeah. so Peter, it's so weird. It's so extra.
3: It's weird. I, I will – this, this, this scene does give us one of the things that I really like that is a Spider-Man trope, and this is the first time we see it, which is Aunt May knows all. Aunt May knows everything about Peter. Aunt May knows that Peter is Spider Man from the moment he's Spider Man, right? Like that's right. something that's always been implied in the comics. And so the fact that we get this Aunt May who's like, Oh, I'm out of my coma, well it's not really about me right now. Like
4: right.
3: <laughs> so Aunt May. Oh it. <laughs> so Aunt May, I'm not gonna come out of my coma and ruin Peter's day. <laughs> but then
0: we get another we get another fun scene here where listen, if I walked in and I saw my girlfriend or the woman that I was dating, right, mm-hmm. sitting across from probably like one of her childhood friends, holding his hand because his the aunt only aunt mother figure he has in his life just almost got exploded. I would think, oh, my, this this woman I'm dating is just comforting my friend. This
3: but Harry ass immediately ass goes, ass empathy.
0: yeah, exactly. But Harry immediately goes, she likes Peter now.
1: <laughs> yeah. She's <laughs> so like fucking weird. So he goes home and says, "Dad, you were right." Hey, Dad, you were right. <laughs> and this the
0: She's to Peter now. I'll be you forever. And he's like, "And he's like, son, I'm sorry I haven't always been there for you. Let's go kill him together. Don't worry, son. I'll get that little fucker for you."
3: Now then, I do. I mean, the, damn, I will say. Franco in this scene is, is pretty good because he gets that validation that he always wanted from his mm-hmm. dad and he doesn't know where the validation is coming from. Right. Right? And oh, so you, you get me. that thing where they hug and he's like, he's like crying and I'm just like, I feel for Like, Harry's the shittiest dude. Well, he's actually the second shittiest dude. Right. He's hugging the shittiest dude. And so I feel sorry for Harry in this moment. And this movie does, make you, does do a good job of letting you know everybody's motivations throughout the whole thing. I also like that Norman is like, so disheveled at this point like his, his one sleeve isn't even rolled up. It's just kind of tucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, did you all notice that? It's, like, yeah. really strangely, like, tucked up into himself. He's kind of part of the
0: themes, for sure. Yeah,
3: right. and Harry's not like, Dad, are you cool? I keep finding you on the floor. <laughs> like, <laughs> in various a, states like, of undress.
5: You you're always sweaty. <laughs> like,
3: is that okay?
5: It's <laughs> 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 screen compliment that he uh, uh, <laughs> and a tells
0: Peter to go home and rest. This quote, you're not Superman, you know. And he's like, oh, I know, because he doesn't exist in this universe, Aunt May. Uh, but I do, and,
3: I... His nervous laughter to that line though is maybe one of the most natural reactions Toby has in this whole movie where she goes, You're not Superman and he he does that laugh of like, <laughs> like Oh, you don't fucking know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's actually a very real moment, and I was like, damn, Toby McGuire pulling that joke out of the dumpster.
0: Uh so he calls. MJ and he's like, uh, he gets her answering machine. He's like, oh man, remember answering machines? Those were so fun, right? You could leave the super long messages and it'd be hilarious. I'm like, well, I don't know who's gonna hear this, Tim. Yeah. Uh, but Goblin answers and laughs. He just can't. Now that's and not how mail <laughs> works. <laughs> <laughs> the voice no, it was a voice machine.
3: Oh, it was. She was using. She was using a tiny tape. She had a tiny tape. Oh, she tape. didn't, didn't have. They didn't machine.
0: have. No one had cell phones here. They didn't have like. This was an outgoing. I imagine this was her home. Voice machine, or or wherever she was in her apartment. Like, you know what? Wait for the beat.
3: That's so true. I like even Norman and Harry don't have cell phones No one has. cell phones. I didn't even think about. That's them.
0: why he was able to pick up the phone and be like, "Can Spider Man come out and play?" Because he inter he interrupts the voice. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they only speak through messages written in newspapers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Carbon, like good movie.
2: Carboni, you mentioned this is rainy, sort of timeless New York, and yeah, I, like the technology. Like, where's his digital camera? Well, those don't exist. But Macy right. Gray's here. Keep that in mind. Macy Gray.
3: Macy Gray is there in 2001. Timeless, Macy Gray is timeless. timeless. <laughs>
4: Timeless.
3: This is the timeless hits of Macy Gray. Uh, I do want to call out, uh, during this scene, there's that thing where, like, uh, Aunt May is talking about MJ to Peter. It's like, do you remember you said Aunt May? Are you an angel? And I was like, no, no, no. Anna, Anakin Skywalker tried this, and it didn't mm. play then. It mm. does not play now. Nope. No six-year-old says that. That's weird. Um an angel? That's oh, you know.
4: Kids gonna kill squirrels.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was uh, a little heightened.
3: A little heightened. Sam Raimi. But I still. But I still love it.
0: So we cut over from can Spider-Man come out to play to sleep mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. MJ wakes up on top of the Brooklyn Bridge or one of the bridges in New York. I don't know. Don't go at me on this one. I don't know what fucking
3: bridge. Now are. this. We talked about this, and I don't know if this is squandering a Gwen Stacy comic book it is. moment. Or if this is, because remember, like, as far as Sam Raimi thought, like, I believe he didn't know that Gwen Stacy was going to show up in Spider-Man 3. I believe Spider-Man 3 was a surprise to everyone the entire time. I wouldn't be shocked if it was totally improv on the spot. What I would say is, it seems like (laughs) Sam Raimi chose MJ for a reason. We are in, like, a post-Gwen Stacy era, and so I don't know if he thought this is squandering a Gwen Stacy moment. If he thought of it as comic book fans are going to see this and they think they're they think they know what's going to happen, and I'm going to play on that, so the scene has more suspense for those people, right? Because that's exactly what
1: happened. I just don't think it was good. It's well, like, yeah. uh, like I, it doesn't need to be Gwen that's in the situation. I just think that, like to, to Nick's point in the, the last review, it's just like there needs to be the stakes of it, or else it's not really making a decision. He's not really being. A hero, it's kind of just like...
3: Oh, but I but I dis- but I I disagree with the either-or dichotomy here. Like, he has to choose one, and that's what makes him a hero. Like, because we see it, I mean, we see it in every Spider-Man movie since, and we see it in a lot of Spider-Man stories. It's like, Spider-Man, you, ha- you both of these people are going to die. And he goes, and Peter Parker says, no, I can't let that happen. Nobody dies on my watch on Peter Parker. Like, I'm going to figure this out. There are so many Spider-Man moments where he saves both. And just because in the comic, in this moment, that doesn't happen, I don't think that makes this a bad moment. I think the fact that he saves both, this is the scene where we're supposed to go, now he's Spider-Man. Now yeah. he's Spider-Man because I, he's not limited in that way.
4: I also don't know if we need
2: kind of that big moment of grief this early. We or, don't. Or We absolutely
3: yeah.
1: don't. Yeah. Like this I the I of this think movie. Is my my
3: Spider Man walks so the Dark Knight could run in this scene. That's yeah, all I'm not, saying. Uh, <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And I do love the shot that we get where, Island shows a different consequence. It's such a rainy shot. Like it's impossible. Oh, the two the two you can't things, be yeah. looking forward <laughs> and, look <laughs> <out> <laughs> and <laughs> looking at her falling underneath you. Great, but right? it works because it's so dramatic and comic booky, and I fucking love it. Now, you're like,
1: uh, that we see Goblin kind of setting up the trap too. Of like yeah. the, the different things to hang. It's like that. That's yeah. a fun little. Everything's trick.
3: hanging from something. The Goblin has a lot of just stuff hanging about.
1: You uh, one
3: of us.
0: You missed uh, one. No, of. No, thank you, Andy. Thank mm-hmm. you, because a lot of people, you guys are talking about the scene like it's important, and you're you're missing the point of this scene. It has nothing to do with the duality of Spider Man. It has nothing to do with whether or not he should, he can he be Peter Parker and Spider Man, Can they both exist at the same time, or does he have to choose between them? This scene. All this whole movie, in my opinion, is just a build up to this one part where New Yorkers all come out with their lead pipes and start throwing them at Goblin. <laughs> because apparently when you go to New York, I've never been there, Anthony, but yeah, but apparently right when you walk into New York yeah. City, they go, here's your lead, your, your lead pipe, sir. Yeah. If ever you see a hobgoblin or anywhere, a green goblin, yeah, I, want I think you to one of them, them
3: threw a sandwich, one of them threw, like, a hot dog. <laughs> okay. uh, you better, right. <laughs> of us, you better, all
0: of us. Like, fuck this. to
3: all of you?
2: You must have Goblin just fucking, all right, here's some disintegration grenades for all of you. Yeah, like, like all One of them, on them can take yeah. at least ten out. Here's five. Just on the mark, yeah, I think the know. context for this moment, though, right? Yeah, thank you. Oh, of course, this thank is the 9/11. Yes, yeah, so this is guys, 9/11. Yeah. All of this is hilarious. This was a 9/11. The
3: the thing that the thing that the thing that's problematic about this scene, I don't think, is this scene itself. It is a time capsule, the way Macy Gray is a time capsule. <laughs> Plays weirdly to us now because we're not. It's not literally eight months after nine eleven, Right. You know, which... which Where they which, had
0: to take out the sequence with the Twin Towers. Yeah,
3: which destroyed like, everybody who lived in New York at the yeah. time. Like, every, people people had PTSD still to this very day. So this whole thing of... And, and it is a comic book thing of, like, hey, Spider-Man is New York's hero, and even though the press is against him and the cops are against him, people know that Spider-Man is good and people will help. There's also a Spider-Man theme of, like, if everybody sees one person doing good... That's the permission they need to do good in their lives. So that's a Spider-Man thing. The thing that's problematic to me about this scene is it became a scene that was then a a prerequisite to a Spider-Man movie. This scene happens in every Spider Man movie. From to point, on. point B, where are all the cranes? Hey, get up yeah. there, get up those cranes <laughs> going. So where we get C. Thomas Howell. Howell. Oh, Fuck yeah, we I get do. C. Thomas Howell lining up every construction crane in Amazing Spider Like, this scene just became a trope that I don't think Spider-Man needed. We
0: also get the, is, is it Spider-Man 2 when it's the uh, the subway sequence where they're like, oh, get out of the way for Spider-Man. And then Doc Oshie fucking slams their face against the wall. It's like, fuck you people.
3: The fucking, the fucking scene. Now, I'm I'm torn about this because, you know, when we talk, when, when y'all talk about Spider-Man 2, you'll get into this. But, like, I think that train scene is better than this scene. And oh, I yeah, I agree. oh,
1: yeah. yeah. 100%
3: because you get all this weird savior imagery of Spider-Man that I think they were afraid to do in the first movie. He's 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 literally crucifying himself on the R-line, Yeah. right? And And then then everybody carries him and carefully puts his mask back on him. That's a beautiful scene, and I feel like it works more than this one. But this scene, in terms of time, was more appropriate, and I just... I don't know. It's messy. This whole trope is messy to me, and I don't know how I feel about it.
1: I like the trope. I just don't think it was earned in this movie. But I, I think that that is something that is core to Spider-Man: that the people do fuck with him and, yeah. and rock with him.
3: I do like. I do like the thing of the 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 guys on the barge being like, "We see you. We're coming." Yeah. Right. Like that's cool. And that's then they awesome, just by the way. kept hitting it because yeah. you don't yeah. know what's going to happen to that fucking barge. Like, that's a fucking committing... Roosevelt Island tram. Yeah. That's uh, fucking wild.
0: That's. Fun scene anyway, so Goblin grabs Spider-Man, throws it a brick wall, we go over to this banner warehouse where he explodes in with some bombs, just takes off half of his mask in the process, and total goes like... I
3: do no, want to say that the mask is mouth. torn in a Todd McFarlane way.
2: Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. You uh, can see they, the ink showing like every that,
0: outline of the That
3: <laughs> one little strip yeah. is so Todd McFarlane. Yeah.
0: Uh, they fight and Peter gets zapped. And he's like, "You spun your last web, Spider-Man. I'm gonna finish MJ nice and slow." And then Peter's like, "No!" Why is the Goblin just put or... to sleep again? Did he only have one <laughs> sleep? i <laughs> no, has got no. lots of sleep. Do you think the Goblin only has one sleep? You're mistaken, sir. So the New Yorker, uh, this this
1: scene. entire scene is is such a like clear set. It is such a movie whatever. But like putting all that aside, I I really love it. I love the choreography. I love how there's no score. Yeah. We hear just a lot of punches and a lot of like the sounds. And it it, it kind of breaks Peter down a lot more in Spider-Man down at this point, and with the ripped mask and stuff, like, it is the closest we get in the Raimi trilogy to the moment in Homecoming when he's, like, under the, the rocks, and, like, he has to kind of, like, yeah. get out. It's, like, there's a hopelessness to it that I actually believe in, and I think the fight's pretty cool, but uh, there's so many goofy elements, yeah. including the death itself. Yes, that's, the yeah, that whole, this thing, year.
3: that whole thing of Spider-Man always, like, Spider-Man always gets back up, you know what I mean? Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's what happens. Like, I don't give up on anybody. Like, yeah, this is this is maybe this is maybe the first time you see that and it's great. And I also do love as much as the death is a little corny and the whole the whole cause it's on a set it looks a little corny. You know, Peter can't kill the goblin. Spider Man can't do that. Um, but I do like that it's Norman's own plans and machinations that kill him, right? Yeah. Like that is the way Norman needs to die. And I think this was kind of a this is a fun comic booky way to do it. It's not maybe the most realistic way to do it.
5: Uh, right. I, I, I like the choice of it. I think I think Norman being the one to do is, is, is a good choice. But I still I still think the over the topness of Green of um Green Goblin makes it less dramatic when it is this oh shit like I Spider Man is indirectly killing Harry's dad right right it being Green Goblin and him being. That version oh, that of the and so <laughs> yeah, like so big and so hard to take seriously. I think takes a little bit away from the drama of it, but I I like the scene regardless. I don't think there's too much wrong with it. I or, think the
3: other thing I think the other thing that I would have liked to have seen them hit is like the Goblin hits it hits on like I know who you know and I'm gonna get MJ. Mm-hmm. But like in the comics, there's like a long history of Peter just being like Norman, please don't do this. Totally, Norman. Norman, I love you and I love your son. Please don't do this. We're family. You told me we're family. Peter always does that first. And we didn't get that here. And that's one of the omissions that I that I really it's one of the few omissions that I really am just like I wish I, 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 I would have loved to have seen a little bit of that.
5: The the one thing that did take me out was Peter being surprised when like he got the sense of, oh shit, like the the glider is coming. Because mm-hmm. you had the shot where Green Green Goblin is very obviously hitting the up button on his on his uh, yeah. watch thing, and on like right in front of Peter, yeah, on his D-pad, right, and like it's right in front of Peter. There's nothing, there was nothing slick about it, and so like, you know, I felt I, 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 I felt like they had an opportunity to show a bit of competency of like, hey, over the course of this film, I have grown as Spider-Man, and so mm-hmm. like this, it, even though I want to save this man and I care for this man and I'm trying to to uh, appeal to this man, like I'm, I still have that sense of awareness of. Oh shit! Like this thing is coming behind me. I wish it was less of a surprise and more of a oh shit! I got to do this because he's too far yeah. gone.
3: Yeah. Andy, did you uh did you have to move your chair, cereal, bud?
5: Yeah,
2: I had some uh, some of <laughs> my some my coffee I put on my chair. I had to, yeah. to lower the I had to move the standing desk
4: to the sitting desk because my legs are tired.
2: Have <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: you figured out that the perfect uh, the perfect booster chair for us at uh, five foot eight is a coffee go lean box? You just I love I it. To yeah, it I, I, was I was just
3: eating eat a shirt. different flavor of the same one. I've got the fruit filled. Mrs. great Important note grape.
0: here as we continue with the plot: Peter dodges the glider and sends it right in Norman's gut. With his dying breath, Norman says. Peter, don't tell Harry.
4: So Peter does what
0: any good friend would do, and he brings back Norman's naked body to his place and places him delicately on the chaise lounge right in front of Harry so that Harry can get the wrong idea. He does nothing to be like, hey, man, your dad is a green goblin. No. He tried to kill me. No. What did you think he was going to think? When you brought back his dead father, that's the but, Let's leave him there. But that doesn't matter.
3: That doesn't matter to to Peter. Like it, to Peter, it's like, hey, don't tell Harry. He's like, great, I promise. And I think as much as they showed that like the Goblin and Norman are two different people, I think we are. You know, even though he, they don't hit on it for Peter, there is a theme where like Peter and Spider Man can't be the same. You know, not in like a Batman way, but in a like, hey. A business is business, and my personal life is my personal life. And I've got mm-hmm. to honor the – and if people hate Spider-Man, that's okay. Spider-Man's there to be hated. Peter is not. So
0: I, I can't don't think tell Harry what
3: happened – yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think it works, right? I think I think that you know you have two movies to build that up for The Dark Knight, where we have that wonderful ending of The Dark Knight, where he's like, "Why is he running, Daddy Because because he has to, right? Because this is mm-hmm. this is what Batman has to be right now. But the idea in this movie that Peter has to keep his his Spider Man life and his and we've already seen him make that choice and and save both. So it, yeah. it, the theme is at odds with itself. No, but here. this is but this, this is, is, like, kind but this of is more like
3: for the sake of Harry, who he still despite everything. Thinks of as his only friend, right? And he doesn't want to ruin and and he doesn't want to ruin Harry's idea of his father because that's like all Harry has. But you you Put your
2: put your identity out there. You're I'm Peter Parker. I'm Spider Man. Get cooler friends, right? Like I think. Oh, you're way better, better
3: friends. You're <laughs> way better friends. But
0: also, if my dad's a supervillain. And you bring his naked body back to me, it's going to fuck me up for life. So, you put some pants on him. Put some pants on the man. Put some so pants what on happened? my dad. Like, dad. I like, what did you do to my dad before? Anyway, we cut over the funeral where Harry's real sour about Spider-Man. He's like, I swear, okay, my father's but Spider-Man will pay. Thank God for you, Peter. He's the only family I have. And he's like, oh, that hurts. And then Peter goes, no matter how hard I try. The ones I love will always be the ones who pay.
1: And it's like, oh, really. This is one time. I out of nowhere, it, man. Yeah, it's like this, this whole thing, it's like it thinks the movie G. built to this. And, everything. like, it, I guess logically it kind of does. It just isn't good. It doesn't – it's not earned at all. And him walking away from MJ after it's just so dramatic. And it's like, cool, I guess man. we have to end the movie that way. I get it. But, like, it's not good and it's not Spider-Man. Peter's
3: not – Peter. yeah, the, the whole Peter-MJ thing, they're just not – they're not making good choices. They're not making good choice. They didn't know what to do with MJ, other than to have her be uh, property to stake a flag on, mm-hmm. you know, for for dramatic reasons. Uh, but this is real. But it's not even.
0: This, this how bad. is also
3: against Peter's character, right?
0: Ooh, yes. This is how bad this scene gets, right? She flip-flops on him and says, I've been in love with you the entire time, even though clearly she has a crush That's not true. Then <laughs> they kiss, and he says, all I have to offer you is friendship right now, which is not true, and she knows it's not true. And then, as he's walking away, she has a realization that I think we're supposed to just assume means that she knows he's Spider-Man, because yeah, they kiss exactly yeah, the same.
3: Yeah, because they kiss exactly the same right side up and no. upside down. But then, no instead of, no.
0: then instead of saying, wait, Peter, fuck I know why you can't tell me you're Spider-Man. We'll work this out. She just lets him walk away, and it's that—it's totally exactly what you were talking about earlier about that, that fantasy of like the unrequited love. Now mm-hmm. finally she'll love me, but then like what's better than that? Well now I have the power because right, I've chosen right. to be her friend for for the I'm altruistic and stuff like that. It's like this—none of this works at all in the scene.
3: Yeah, and unfortunately it is. A staple of classic Spider Man. It's unfortunately something that, like, if you're going 60s, 70s, even early 80s before Peter and MJ get married, like, this is unfortunately the way Spider Man stories were. Yeah. Yeah, thank
0: God. Thank God we've, we've kind of moved beyond that. They found a new way to tell him. But before yeah. we end this movie, he goes, whatever life, we have getting get some more banger narration from, from Toby <laughs> the old VO booth, five months from now and he's hungover. Ooh. Whatever life holds in Where store for me. Where he's
3: hungover from, from being in the mall with fucking <laughs> Leon and DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. And they're like, you got to fly back. You're supposed to be in VO in two hours, Toby. <laughs> he's like, I'll just it from the
0: plane. Give me your phone. Whatever life holds in store for me, I'll never forget these words. Great power comes great responsibility. This is my gift. My curse. Who am I? I'm Spider Man.
4: And, and then oh uh, my god. Will save us. I'm we get shot. Way. And again, you want to
0: talk about you want to talk about a post 9 11 reaction. Somebody was like this. You know what? We don't have a single shot of the fucking American flag. We don't. Either. We got to
1: fucking change that right, and time, and man, man. right now. And
0: fucking a man, Spider Man swinging through the city and landing on the fly for a hot second and popping off of it. I'm hell. like. Fuck, on, again, it works, awesome. that works. <laughs> I'm like, that, that does tell me it was Pride for Our Country. And then the credits roll, but Anthony, I'm sorry, you're not right. The credits song is not that song. The credits song Every is a different song, song. song is
3: that song, Nicholas. And <laughs> then
0: we get the first of it. Everyone thought, oh, Marvel started the mid-credits sequence. No, they didn't. Mid-credits, we do get that song. I am so high, I can hear heaven. And it's like, oh man, what does this guy look like? And then I look at a picture and was like, oh, ho, ho, ho. yeah.
2: Chad
0: Kroger, man. Chad Kroger, fucking flatback. Chad
4: Kroger.
2: It's
0: not Chad. It, by the way, it's not Nickelback. This is a Chad Kroger, and I forget yeah. the other guy's song. it saliva? Mm-hmm. Either way, it's a bang. Andy, I challenge I you. you.
3: I love your fucking not so not so hidden fucking emo butt rock past, dude. <laughs> I love it. I love it because you've got all you've got all the facts. Oh yeah. There's oh the yeah. Like There's a guy. And we were all in there. We were all there, man. This like was with, a banger.
2: Just like with Nick, who likes to, you know, you hit that certain point, you're like, uh, oh, God, Nickelback fucking sucks. Like, I was aware of Nickelback. I grew up listening to Creed. I know all the fucking douche rock stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it was the dude from Saliva and Chad Kroger on right. the roof. Yeah, the, and
0: by the way, singing, on the a dude, dude from Saliva. With
3: a yellow filter. Yeah. Yeah. The dude
0: from Saliva looks like Jack Black is cosplaying as like a male lobo artist. Oh my god! I watched this video. I have never seen this video before. I watched yeah, it and it god got to that guy's face. The <laughs> it got to this guy's face and he started singing and I started laughing so hard at like one o'clock in the morning this morning. Fuck! I needed this in my life. Anyway, listen.
4: Bye anyway. Over,
3: overall here, overall here, the rewatch. I mean, I, y'all you, you, you tagged it a little bit in the beginning here. But opinions have changed since the rankings. This is not a re-ranking. Opinions have changed, though. How do you you, you feel? How do you feel, boys, about Spider-Man?
1: I really, I enjoy it. It's a classic, and, I mean, I I would go as far as saying, I love this movie. I don't think it's good, and I think that it's a bad Spider-Man story. Like, that's (laughs) uh, the original sort of it.
3: okay, okay. Uh, Okay. No, I'm uh, fine. Okay. I'll go, I'll go more
2: positive than that, Carboni. I, watching it this time around, having known the horrors of watching a lot of other really, really trash, terrible movies, Yeah. I think this movie is good, and I think it does fit in that classic role where we here on in Interview have gone back to watch old movies from the 80s, and you just kind of understand that that's of the time that they were, <laughs> and you yeah, – I grade them differently. Like I, I, I kind of bring all the sorts of things into what I'm thinking at those moments. And I think this movie, it, I would have ranked it higher had I watched a lot of really, really bad um, Batman movies and yeah, X Men movies. And yeah, I think like I think this movie is a lot better than I than I thought it was.
5: I think this movie is special. Like I, I think it's a classic, and I do think it's good. I think it's very campy, and I think that's I think there are a lot of mm-hmm. elements of the movie that don't age well, especially when you look at like, CGI and the way that we, the way that comic mo- uh, book movies have just grown over the years, I think it's very easy to look back at it and go, oh, yeah, this, 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 and this is not as pristine as it can be because we've seen what pristine looks like. Mm-hmm. That said, I think for what it is, especially as a Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, I think there's so much that's still special about it. And I mentioned earlier that this movie, for me, is a collection of iconic moments. And I think there's a reason why that still stands out and why that still works, right? I think there's a reason why we look at that kiss where he's upside down, he's kissing MJ, is like a, oh, wow, that is a memorable thing, right? Same with his, with his fight with Flash Thompson. Same with even the parade scene that, you know, we rag on it, but... I, no, this, we
3: don't. Not all of this, us. There's
5: a, <laughs> <laughs> a reason why why this is one of those movies where, even though I haven't watched it in a, in a long time, getting back into it and going from scene to scene, I can predict what scene is next and remember like remember the scenes with like a surprising amount of, Oh yeah, then this, this and this happens. oh yeah, then he goes to the burning building and the Green goblin is there for some reason I, that stuff sticks out so well, and I do think that is because for for the way this movie was constructed, it was constructed to be memorable it was constructed mm-hmm. to be a hey like, this, this is quintessential Spider-Man. we are we are it feels like they're uh Ring was creating memories more than creating a polished good or like amazing film and i at love that. I, do, I do I do think that makes this something that is uh like worthy of being called good because I think it did succeed at that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's sort of it's sort of like this like proto like this archetypal Spider Man story, right? Like all of the elements are always gonna be there, you know, and, yeah, and I don't, you i told them the way they are. Like I I don't yeah. think
5: there's a more iconic Spider Man movie than this. And that's kinda cheating because this is the first one well, that really is who's more
1: iconic than this.
5: Yeah, but I I would say that the I love them all together movie. though. Like I would say two is better yeah. than this, but I I, I and I guess in and, and to some extent you want them all together, but I don't know. I think there's something about this one that is I just I guess the most classic. At least I, I remember all like the, the
2: ten tele- prizes more from this than I do from two. Yeah, like, I, I do think two is a like, better movie. But I, but uh, we ranked it that way. But I do think that this one has all the Macho Man moments. This, mo- this has all the Spider Man. This has all those like quotable kind of things that I, my memory yeah, has just I, I on onto for whatever
5: reason. I could re before watching this movie, I could probably recap a good portion of this movie and uh, hit the nail on the head. I couldn't recap right now for you, Spider Man Two. All I know is that Spider Man Two is a better movie and that mm-hmm. Dark Odd is better and that like the train
1: scene is incredible. Well, yeah. guess what, everyone? You don't need to recap it because Nick's gonna recap it next week. Very exciting stuff! Spider-Man Two, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man oh. Two. It's gonna be a great time. Anthony, thank you so much for hanging out with us for way, way longer than I oh, asked you to hang out with us. Thank
3: you for uh, indulging me for way, way long. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm ninety percent of the reason this was wow. way, way long. <laughs> I just I just love, I love Spider-Man.
1: I know. I know you, you do. Thank you for
3: having me here.
1: Where can people find you?
3: Uh, you can find me everywhere on the internet at A Carboni except for Twitch, where I'm at Anthony Carboni. Twitchy cowards, it's mine. Give it back to me. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at, at 8 a.m. You can catch me and Sage Ryan on the Pixel Circus channel on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Pixel Circus, where we do It's Too Early. Our morning news show that is uh, before all of the other morning news shows, so suck it, kind of funny. No. Uh, we get no. up no. earlier than you do. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no news yet, and it hurts <laughs> our show. <Yeah. laughs> uh, and then, of course, my science comedy podcast with Jeff Canada, which is We Have Concerns. You can catch that at wehaveconcerns.com. New episodes every Friday.
0: Hell
4: yes. And until next time. Thank you for uh, thanks for by. swinging by. Yeah. Hey. That's
1: Welcome back to Kind of Funny's MCU in Review. That's right. We are ranking, recapping, and reviewing every movie and TV show in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As always, I'm Tim Yetis joined by Greg Miller. How you doing? Fantastic. Kevin Coelho.
7: I got too much spice on my lips. They're hot.
1: What'd you eat? What'd you eat?
5: Yeah. A little ramen.
1: Oh! oh. You ordered? You ordered or? or no, no, no. It's
5: a little. You ever black get a bag. mango and put some cayenne pepper on it. <laughs> no, have We don't.
1: We don't talk about mangoes on this show anymore. Not after <laughs> yeah. the incident. Everybody. Of course, we have Andy Cortez.
7: Hello, everybody.
2: It's a good time, man. Good theater date yesterday. Delayed a little bit, but
1: you know,
6: all it, it all. Up,
2: it all came up Millhouse. You know, Andy. Andy, exactly. were you
7: scared that they were going to kick us
1: out? Real scared. <laughs> what happened? Oh, got I was so away. scared. Yeah, our experienced Greg Miller got delayed for Black Widow once more by about 40 minutes. But it all it all worked out in the end. Isn't that right, producer slash seducer Nick Scarpino? I
0: had enough time to eat my popcorn and then think, should I get another popcorn? Yeah, Is that yeah, something yeah, that yeah. I should yeah. do? Tim went to go get a hot dog about 15 minutes in. That gave me anxiety because I was like, they're going to start this movie without him. But then I was like, maybe I should wait five minutes and text him, give me a hot dog too. But then he came back with no hot dog and I was like, Tim, what happened to your hot dog? What's the point of you even getting when
1: machines Tim. broken too?
0: No, it's not what happened, Tim. I ate the
1: hot dog on the walk back. This is kind of funny <laughs> <in> with you. We <laughs> did <laughs> every week we yeah, rank yeah, with all. you. Two different movie franchises right now. We're back where it all began with the MCU. We're also doing Space Jam in review. We're reviewing Space Jam 1 and Space Jam A New Legacy. That's coming up next week. Both of those will be in one week. So Tuesday and Friday. Get hyped about that. Uh, Very cool stuff. And then after that, we're returning to this show, MCU in review, with Loki in review. Ranking that alongside all the movies and shows. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Of course, you can get this show on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or Roosterteeth.com if If you want it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny in review, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free and watch live as we record it, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producer, Molecule, did. We thank you so very, very much. But enough of all that. Today, we are talking about... Black Widow, with a runtime of two hours and 14 minutes, originally scheduled for release May 1st, 2020, it had three delays until it premiered on July 9th, 2021, in theaters and on Disney Plus Premier Access, making it the 24th film in the MCU, the first film of Phase 4. Uh, the director said that the film had been completed for the whole year. They haven't changed it. No alterations were made in the entire year, despite the subsequent release delays, uh, including the post-credit scene featuring Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, who, in if everything went as planned, would have shown up again in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but we saw that kind of reverse a little bit. Uh, it was directed by Kate Shortland, an Australian screenwriter, film director, television director, and television writer, and it had music by Lord Balfe, who is best known to people like Andy as the person that composed the score to Mission Impossible Fallout? You've got to appreciate Fallout. that. You've got to appreciate that. Can, Can we you know do a good on vinyl, Andy?
2: You dork. Wait, what'd you say? What the fuck did you tell me? Damn. Wait, Andy's but, coming yeah, in. I mean, got Andy, yeah, he's trying to be all right. He was a real letter. guy thing
0: of like, I didn't
1: hear what you said. I didn't hear the insult. You know what I mean? I didn't hear it. <laughs> 200 million dollars at a box office that obviously is ongoing because we are recording this the day it came out, but it is projected to cross 100 million by the end of the weekend. The film had the most ticket pre-sales in 2021 and has surpassed other MCU films like Doctor Strange and Spider-Man: Homecoming, which I find kind of surprising because uh, that was one of the biggest uh, b- box office hitters uh, of all time. So. Interesting stuff there, and this movie does easily pass the Bechdel test. There is a ton of women speaking to each other, so that's pretty damn rad. Andy Cortez, I want to start with you. What did you think of Black Widow?
4: Hit
2: me up, Daddy-O-Tim. I thought the movie was good. I thought the movie was good. a lot of cool moments. I think the characters far and away carried a lot of this movie. I thought David Harbaugh was fantastic. Florence Pugh was phenomenal. Um, I, I enjoy this new dude who's doing all the tech stuff for Scar, for Scar Joe. Uh, whenever he was on screen, he had some funny lines. Yeah, it was cool. Um, again, I think the characters kind of carried this, uh, homeboy who plays the, one of the guys in The Departed, who's the main bad guy in here. Ray Winston. Ray Winston. Uh, kind of neat, but I, I was telling Joey that near the end, I felt like a lot of the kind of the pheromone stuff and all that. It got it got a little Harry Potter for me, where, like, whenever there's an issue, there's always a spell to, like, counteract what you're trying to do, and, like, you know, oh, I, if you smell me, we'll break sever the nerve. Like, all that shit was just kind of weird, and I'm surprised by you telling me that there were no reshoots or there were no alterations to the film, because this felt like if COVID hit a movie, it was this one. <laughs> and it felt kind of just off in a lot of spots, but I thought the action was... A lot of fun. Near the end, I could have used ten times more of flying through midair and fighting on platforms that are falling from the sky. I really thought that sequence was just dope as hell, and it felt energetic, and my heart was pumping. Um, And I feel like the movie, I feel like ending this movie was probably the most difficult thing to do. (laughs) Like, what do we do to, how do we end this shit? You know, we have, like, two different sequences. Uh overall I thought it was good, not great. Um and yeah, that's how I feel about that's how I feel about this film, Tim. Thank you for asking me.
1: You're welcome, Andy. Greg Miller, what about you? I thought this movie was great. Black Widow, more like Black Window, because this was a win for me and the MCU. I've been up since 4.45 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long week. So I'll tell you right now, kids, go ahead and press record on your VCR. This is going to be a good one. Yeah. Now, here's what I'll say. This movie, nonstop thrill ride. All right. it's
0: intermixed the fun action that I like a lot. A lot of that Jason Bourne kind of fighting, right? When we get to the introduction of, you know, uh, Black Widow fighting up against, uh, what's her sister's name? I already forgot it.
1: Yelena. Yelena, thank you.
0: When they're brawling around the safe house there, that was a great time
2: in Budapest.
1: Budapest.
2: Budapest. Budapest. But also, like, kind of pointless because it's, like, it's cool,
0: but then they're like, hey, you're my sister. (laughs) Like <laughs> you know, it's like if you and me. If you and me had got torn apart right now, we weren't together again for 21 years. Like we'd have to fall back to what we know, and you'd come in, and I'd start sending you Instagram messages. And if you responded <laughs> suddenly, then we would know we're back on it, and it's okay. Make sure yeah. you're not you're not there. You're an Avenger at this point. I'm a fan, same thing.
1: I really enjoyed it. I thought, for yeah, it hangs on the characters for sure, but I thought I loved the characters. Like, there's not a
0: performance in here where I was like, ugh, I don't like this character. I don't want more of this character. I thought the family dynamic between all four of them was awesome. I loved getting the setup of it in Ohio in 95, and then when we get back to it. And even though... When we, as, you know, this is this the movie that we saw so many trailers for over many years? That I felt like, oh yeah, I kind of know how this movie's gonna go, and I did right. Even getting there and still getting that scene of them reunited at uh, Rachel Weisz's uh, table, right, and having them be there and don't slouch, stand up, blah blah blah. blah. And then of course uh, David Harbour continuing to try to you know open his heart up to Black Widow throughout the thing and be a better person.
1: Like I just fucking had a great time. I loved this movie. I'm in mean, cool.
7: Uh I really enjoyed this movie. I thought uh it was a lot of fun and uh the humor hit constantly the The start of it was very dark, and overall there's clearly a dark overtone that is like very powerful and um I thought the action was phenomenal. I mean it was a spectacle that was fun to watch the entire time um so yeah, two thumbs up right here, man. Uh,
2: yeah. Kevin, I sent you the re- redone ranking. So save all the old one,
0: please. Thank you. What? Mr. Um Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought that the uh, I thought the setup for it and I liked the characters were great all the way up until the third act, and then it just kind of started it started falling a little flat for me. Right when we started getting into the bigger action set pieces, largely because I think they underutilized the bad guys. They didn't um Taskmaster just thoroughly, and then it's really hard to have an, a a floating platform falling out of the sky and not compare it to the scene from the Avengers, which was one of the most dynamic scenes in the series so far. And also the scenes from winter soldier, uh, which is one of everyone's favorite films where he's jumping from platform to platform with Falcon having his back. And so those that I felt sort of like they, I don't want to say dropped the ball on them, but they were underwhelming Um, pretty much from the, from the third act on. I was like, I just, I want a little bit more out of this. I think that the movie is, largely hanging on the strengths of Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh who were phenomenal in it. And I could have done with another maybe 15 minutes of them fighting alongside with each other. And to, to, I think um, I think it was Andy's point of, um, you know, or whoever said flying through the, the sky stuff should be more. I'm like, I want more of that. When when the platform was done, I'm like, I want another. I, I thought that was going to be like the start of it. And then we were going to have to chase where Winston down. But he just sort of like. Explodes in fire, and they really want you to know he died because they kind of cut to the inside. You see the sunglasses falling off. Yeah, man. We did you know, they, this is what ruined Scarlet uh, uh, Widow's, <laughs> Black Widow's life here, right? <laughs> and the fact that she didn't actually confirm the kill, so we get to confirm the kill for her and almost, you know, risk her sister, right? I, I totally still get that. I, I feel like kill. confirming the kill. Yeah, I feel like yeah. confirming yeah. the kill yeah. needed to be her putting a bullet right in his fucking head, and then see, and then looking down and, and walking over his body, and we never and really got, got that moment. Face. And like then we got a random moment where she's like, I'm about to jump off of this perfectly bad uh, platform that's falling apart. And, oh, thankfully, there just happens to be a parachute right here. I'll just scoop that bad boy up as I jump off and save my sister. So I think a lot of the action toward the end of it was a little bit – I think it needed one more one more draft on that. Um, and they just – they did Taskmaster wrong. I just did her bad. Cause Taskmaster's a woman?
1: <laughs> Didn't think, I didn't see you doing this, Nick? No, because cool.
0: it was because it was all, an awesome character that just had sort of like they should have done way more with. Like, see, yeah, I, I like I like
1: I was like, uh, I was joking about the woman
0: thing. Obviously, I I like the uh, uh, take here because it, it caught me by surprise. I was like, who is this going to be? And then when it was the daughter, I was like, oh, you know what? I should have seen that coming, but I didn't see it coming. I didn't pay enough. I wasn't thinking hard enough on it. And again, I don't think Taskmaster. No offense, I don't think Taskmaster is that cool of a villain. It's why he's always like. Be oh, this Marvel guy that you beat up first, right? Because okay, I memorize everybody's moves. That's a weird thing. That's a weird thing to do. And then fight. Start a We on the battles battle with tech that we on top of it, and then whatever at the end. Me and Kevin have been memorizing your moves for fucking years, bro. I want to the open the podcast out. right now, Nick.
1: What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Andy Cortez.
2: Uh, yeah, just to kind of go over more of that that sequence towards the end, um, wanting more of the, that mid air sort of combat because. I wish that wasn't spoiled in the trailers because I feel like we got kind of a decent chunk of it in the trailers, and that could have been so cool. Because uh, when you see that in the trailers, you just assume that that sequence is going to be a bit longer. But how can the sky, How long can the sky really be? Obviously way shorter than the *Fast yeah. furious runway. But, um, yeah, like the moment the Taskmaster... Uh, Massacre, Massacre, how long can Massacre, the sky Massacre really be? be. Yeah, yeah. sticks her blade into the fucking platform and, like... Oh, my God, I wanted way more of that, and it was so cool. And was I think cool. the biggest disappointment with this movie that I had, again, I still think it's, like, a good, fun movie, entertaining, but I wanted it to be as creative in what it was doing, like the Mission Impossible movies are creative and clever with using, you know, not just not just the face mask reveals or whatever, but, you know, when we, when you get to the whole moment, are like, oh, shit you're actually not the mom, you are Scarlett Johansson. Like, that that moment just was not cool to me. Like, it probably should have been, and I don't really know why I can't, I, put, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I wanted a bit more cleverness with the plot and kind of, like, getting people thrown off uh, guard and here and there. So uh, I think leading up to it, I should not have read any reviews, because I read a lot of comparisons to Mission Impossible, and I was kind of let down.
0: Yeah, I suppose yeah. that's kind of that's kind of my take with Taskmaster. Also, it was like I wanted more of that kind of action, and then I also just wanted more of a resolution. Where I thought Taskmaster, like at the end of the day, I'm like why why would she not kill the dad? Like this, I don't know.
1: I thought I thought
0: she should have been a part of like they needed to team up and along with the other widows and go after him. And we never really got even got a scene with the widows either, where they got to be you know the protagonist for a hot second. We just kind of saw them come in, and be like, what do we do now? And Scarlet's like, go live your life. You can be your own person now. I'd have been like, or. No, we don't, top of my head, top of my head. Help us kill this fucking guy that inflamed you for the last, like, 20 well, years he of your life. Was dead. And then you can go to the beach.
7: He was dead. No, it I happened not. in the Red Room. No. Remember? Um, yeah. The, the, world. World.
0: And the thing blows up, and she's like, what should we do now? And, and Scarlet's like, go live your life. You're in charge of your own destiny. And then they go away. And then they come back in the helicopter later. And I'm like, where did they go? <laughs> Why didn't they help out?
7: Wait, no. I, I'm pretty sure yeah, that's they mixed that. up. Because doesn't um, Elena go into the Red Room to give them all the, like, formula? Dinosaur? Yeah, no, he's talking,
0: he's talking about when they're at Dra- Dra- uh, Drakov's desk, and office. they're fighting in his—not the actual red room. They're got in a red room. but it, it is before. got it. Okay, yeah. Nick yeah, is correct. it yeah, awesome. blows up, that's and so then
1: you the plot. Nick is correct. Yeah, have right. all these, you amazing. have all these.
7: Are we going to get a show that's Black Widows, and that it's just, like, um, random stories of how they're, like, living in the world with...
1: Sure hope not. Because this no? movie did not make them interesting to me at all. Yeah, it's no, unfortunate. Yeah. I think it's more interesting with them in the wind. Like I, yeah. I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not like man. Sign me up for Taskmaster or the Black Widows. You know what I mean? I'm not like
0: that's the show I need right now from Disney Plus. But I can see something interesting down the line with one
1: of them. Jimmy, what did you think of this movie? I'm in line with all of you guys. I am surprised by how good this movie was. I definitely thought that, uh, yeah, especially having seen trailers for years and kind of just feeling like, all right, we know what this is going to be uh, on top of all of the other issues with it, of the timeline-wise, and just the stakes being kind of lowered because we know black widow dies and all that stuff. Uh, I was still having a really good time and I do agree with Nick that the movie starts off at its strongest and it kind of only goes down from there, but I don't think that it ends in, the, it never crosses over into a bad place. There's nothing about this movie that I thought was bad. I thought everything was at least good. Um, and I was entertained the entire way through. I do think there was a, uh, a couple bad calls made, uh, with the direction of the movie because I feel throughout the entire thing, it's, Not Mission Impossible enough, and it's also not Fast and Furious enough, but they commit to both of those things sometimes at the exact same time. And an example of what I'm saying is they treat her like she's Dom from Fast and Furious, where it's like she's in multiple car travesties. Like these aren't even car crashes. Like it is very bad. She's falling through like, down hundreds of feet or whatever and it's like she's just a human and it's like they do the it, thing yeah, where it, the it, car breaks her fall right I, I, exactly where yeah. she got knocked off the highway onto another car and then heads. Heads. I'm
0: telling you right now guys let's go out and just start jumping on each other's cars and just you know what cars. Kevin do me a favor Nick we need your car and Kevin come, on, <laughs> come on <laughs> on <first> over over the highway on that, back. that yeah. backfired that backfired yeah. at me immediately
2: and when she fell out the window and hit like nine different railings and then landed <laughs> on her feet. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs>
6: That's
1: crazy. Their answer to it is like oh she took her shirt off and has some bruises and it's just like I just feel that like lessens the entire movie because we watch Mission Impossible and it's a lot more grounded than a Fast and Furious movie and it's like you believe in what's happening and the action is Less crazy. They're not jumping from building to building in cars. It is insanely crazy for normal people, but it's like they right. set the scale of insanity of action correctly. Whereas with this, it's just kind of uh, consistently in the wrong place, I think. And it's just like mm. it just lessens the fun that this movie could have had. Um, and again, I, I still think that it really kind of nailed what it was going for because. It had an MCU rapper, and the MCU rapper really kind of gives it its own identity where this movie isn't Mission Impossible and it isn't Fast and Furious. It is an episodic movie in this universe, and I think it works really well with that. Um, I think that there's a lot of comparisons you can make to something like Solo where it's like, okay, do we really need to go back and answer every si- and reference every single thing ever said about Black Widow? You know, Loki talking about what about Dreykov's daughter in Avengers? It's like, of course. Drake's daughters a big plot of this, Budapest, the vest, all of this stuff. It's like, do we really need this? And my answer is, yeah, the MCU is different than Star Wars. You know, it, it is the thing where the interconnectedness is what makes it special. And I like that stuff. And I think that it does enhance from franchise to franchise within this ultimate franchise of the MCU. So connecting the Avengers movies to the Captain America movies, to the Black Widow movies, like, I enjoy that stuff. But I still think that with this case... This movie had to have come out after Civil War. It's so weird and awkward to be watching it now. And the vest is just like, it is a solo moment in a bad way. So many people wouldn't even catch that. I did. Yeah. I immediately look over at i I'm like, yo, that's the vest from Infinity War. She's going to get it. And when you see her with the blonde hair and you see her with the hair dye, it's like, okay, they're setting it up. But this would have been so much more impactful then. So it's just kind of like a, a silly time for this movie to come out, specifically because, uh, and again, this isn't a criticism, it's just an observation the most whatever part of this movie is Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. Like, she's just kind of there in this movie. This is Florence Pugh's movie. This is the family's movie, and I enjoyed the hell out of them. And when you look at it as, okay, she kind of is the next Black Widow, and that's why the title of this is Black Widow, I'm all in for it. But I think for this being ScarJo's send-off as Black Widow, especially after her not getting a real moment in Endgame like Tony got and Steve got and all that, it's kind of like, wow, you gave her her first whole movie and, like, her funeral scene gets cut off by a, uh, by uh, you know Vanessa coming out or whatever her name is. I always forget. Call her Elaine. Valentina yeah, I mean, coming. Out. Yeah, very reminiscent
2: of Breaking Bad's El Camino, the Netflix movie. It's like this is supposed to be the send off. Like we didn't need it. It's good, but like we, I was fine leaving Scarjo back there. Like you know after that heart-wrenching scene in Endgame. I, I don't know if I quite needed this movie, but still entertaining. I'll take it.
7: it. It's too bad this movie didn't come out, like, phase three, like, midway through phase three, because I feel like it would have hit a lot harder that way. still was fun, though.
0: I don't know. I think an argument could be made for it to be, they, they like, we're all coming out of COVID, and this is one of the first actual theatrical movies we get to watch. I think everyone's going to give it a little bit more... Space to breathe than they would have it was kind of hot off the heels of of you know the last few Marvel movies, but
1: I don't know. I mean, with yeah. that, like this was a fucking movie. Like I am, like it's. We just saw Fast Nine in theaters like last week, it feels like, and this felt like a step up from that as a movie experience, despite the delays and all that shit. Like I was blown away by the, the just, just technical more. prowess of oh, like the 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 sound and just the way it being on a big screen, all that. I was just like, fuck yeah, I'm so happy movies are back and. Black Widow achieved that. Like they, I know. It really kind of did it, something special. It's funny because we talk about, like,
0: you know, we, one of our criticisms, or at least my criticisms of a lot of MCU TV shows is that, like, hey, I like the characters, but the action set pieces fall flat. And my my expectation was sort of reset with that. When I walked into this, I was like, okay, it's going to be like, you know, there's no disrespect to Loki. They don't have the budget that this movie has. The one that running around and stuff falling on them it doesn't look that great. And then we get to the first action. Like, we just even that, that 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 part of the bridge with her versus Taskmaster. And I was like, oh,
1: fuck, I forgot. Like, this is awesome. And here's an image movie.
0: I like, for her because the action's so well choreographed. I, and that scene is so well done and so well lit. And it's like, God, it's awesome.
1: I did
7: wish that scene didn't start with the absurd, like, rocket hitting her car. Her car flipping a billion times. And her just being like, oh, God. You know? Where it's like. You
5: there was just, more that than that. She was fucked up. She crawled no,
3: out of the car. Yeah, hard. but, Luckily, it, I ain't, but how did tough. that car it's just, few, like,
7: was that an armored car? Were we supposed to think, like, oh, she's in an armored vehicle? Because, like, that was a massive explosion. And, like, I think that's... I and also, think, I was
2: going to say, Taskmaster, like, could have blown that car, like, somehow. Maybe it would have gone over the bridge or, like, fucking... He could have destroyed the things that he was trying to get. Like
0: that
1: Taskmaster,
0: he knows exactly what he's doing or what, what she's aiming at. She knows right. exactly what's going to happen. The fact that it didn't prove Taskmaster is right. So I not want to sit here and have you talking shit about Taskmaster right now, saying like, "Oh, this could have happened." It didn't, though, did it? It didn't. though, did uh, it? You, you, you watch your mouth when you talked to me like that,
2: uh, uh, Kevin. It's uh, funny.
0: You're, you're, it's, I understand what you're saying. You're having a big problem with the explosion that rocked the car and flipped it over and didn't kill her or anything. Did you have a problem when the ghost skull man had her sacrifice her life for the stone? That then gave Thanos this alien from a different uh, world all That's
7: that's alien like mythic shit. I you know I don't I'm not.
0: a rule. It's
7: everybody. That real <laughs> shit, you know what I mean? An explosion, Tim, is when, something that happens. Tim, when you
2: mentioned that car atrocity, which is like the perfect word that you could ever say, and the car is like upside down going down that little fucking uh, going into the subway, I. Expected to like the camera to pan down and they're not in the car anymore. Totally, really. like got out at some point, but no, like they're just in there, like and, and Florence's like hand is bleeding a little bit. Like, She got a little paper cut or something. Like, it's, it, it gets kind of fucking wild during those sequences. So, I totally agree with these car atrocities. I mean. Tone it down, Marvel. Yeah. So it's what yeah.
1: Greg is saying though about the, 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 the Ghost Skull Man and stuff, it's like to me, it's like Avengers sets up different rules, whereas like this movie sets up the rules of super soldiers can throw fucking cars. In the beginning of this movie, we see that, and the rest are humans. So it's like I, I just feel like it did a bad job of kind of managing expectations and kind of just made her a super person because she's a superhero. And right. it's like that, I, I just feel like it, that takes away from the effects of what this movie could have been. Had she just like those car sequences didn't add to it. Like, her being blown the fuck up, it's like, okay, she could have just dodged it. Well, yeah, she could like have done something to make her seem more cool yeah. and, and, and crafty for what she is, which is a super spy agent that has fought alongside the Avengers for years at this point.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great distinction to make, right? Because when you don't scale the action to the character, you're kind of doing the character. You're not doing the character a solid, right? And it's always fun to see how creative they've been with, with her and with Hawkeye being sort of like you know regular human characters and having to get sort of like crafty with what they have to do and that's always been her character she's a spy she doesn't get in car crashes like that she figures out ways to avoid things like that and so to have a some of that action kind of come at you head on did sort of i, I, I don't want to i guess it kind of dissolved the, the tension a little bit uh for what we have because you're like wait can she just kind of at one point, I legitimately was like, wait, is she really his daughter? Like, does she have some of the super serum, ser, like, going through her blood, too? And they're like, no, it's not the case. Yeah, it's just everything. <laughs> she's about David Harbour. What's that? She, like,
2: Taskmaster took on David Harbour of, like, we're seeing Taskmaster fight the Red Guardian, and she's just a normal human.
7: It's weird that we didn't she see that cute. fight, though. Like... That, we get that was, one, was weird. Think. That oh, was anything That three? was oh, weird. We get one cut.
2: That's
0: what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying with the taskmasters. I'm like, wow. What? Like that. That everything there just kind of fell by the wayside coming to the third act, and I just like, I don't know. Like David Harbor, kind of, that, that character kind of. I was like, oh, he's gonna have a great big moment here, and then we just cut into the middle of his fight
2: scene. His not a very really
1: good fight scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting
2: knocked to the wall. It's like you got super. Like you got the super hu- human hero sy- syndrome. Syndrome. Sy- sy- yeah, exactly. I yeah. been yeah. In
0: a long time. Barjo was able to hang in there with him, right, because she hung in there with the Winter Soldier. Like, she can do this. She can hang in with these people. Uh, to your point, though, especially with uh, the relationship between uh, Taskmaster task and uh, Dragoff, right, or Dragoff. I'm going to keep fucking that up throughout the show. Sorry, everybody. Uh, it, they reminded me of uh, very much the guy from Succession and uh, his son from X3. No, X2? X2, Right. Remember when Stryker, William Stryker, had his kid that could, he put in their mind? Yeah, there was a lot of vibes like that going on, and even his death kind of reminded me of how they usually kill me the X-Men movie and not an MCU movie.
1: Good point, yeah. yeah. Todd is interesting for me because I, I disagree with you, Greg, about thinking that he's kind of lame. Like, I actually really like him, but I get that he can be lame, and it's like you need to actually, like, really, really think about how you're going to use that character to make it interesting and that's something i really expect from the mcu to take sure. the comics and make them better flesh characters out combine like two semi-weak characters that have cool elements make them one fleshed out dope character right they've done that so many times and uh, to the to start with the positive about taskmaster in this movie is i like that they didn't kill her and i like that the suit and the tech and all that stuff still yeah, alive. Right. We, yeah. we can see the real taskmaster in an upcoming movie